All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Fine Touch Painting. Big shout out to my guy, Beto Esqueda. He's been rocking with the Half Court Podcast Movement from the jump, man. Believed in the movement, believed in the vision, and said, hey, I would like to sponsor you guys. So thank you, Beto, for that. Now back to Fine Touch Painting. When it comes to your residence or business looking clean and spiffy, the Fine Touch Painting crew are your go-to guys. You name it, they paint it. You can count on their professional services such as interior, exterior, sheetrock repair, complete power wash, bow finishes, and much more. Now, if you have any future projects or you're working on a current project and you would like a free estimate, make sure to contact Beto at 405-905-1466. Again, that number is 405-905-1466. Fine touch painting, ladies and gentlemen. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Supreme Barbering in Midtown. Big shout out to my guy, Della Tapes, who's been believing in the movement since day one. Supreme Barbering in Midtown, they're going to get you right. Now, if you're looking for that razzle-dazzle, that splat, those are the guys to go to. You can count on six professional licensed barber to get you right. It's simple. Give them a call. Schedule your appointment. The phone number is 405-601-708. Again, that number is 405-601-7087. Now, if you don't want to call and you want, you know, I'm just going to show up. You can also. You can. The address is 1705 North Broadway Avenue. Hit them up. They're open from Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Ladies and gentlemen, that is supreme barbering to you. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a new wave of entertainment in Oklahoma City. If you guys haven't heard, you're about to hear it here on the Half Court Podcast. During this pandemic, you might find yourself a little bored not knowing what to do. So you can head on down there to Q Palace and they'll entertain you. They got music. They got they got billiards. And that's pool. Just, you know, making it sound uh, nice and fancy for you guys. They got tournaments, so if you want to make some some little money and and show out your skills of pool, you can go in there and get you some money. Uh, entertainment. So go ahead and follow them on social media. They they will keep you updated with all the events they have going on, and their hours are super flexible. So you can be there from eleven in the morning to two in the morning if you'd like. You know those are the hours: Monday through Sunday, eleven a.m. to two a.m. So they got the liquor, they got the pool, they got the music. Follow them on social media so you can keep up with all their updates and events. So if you guys want to call in just to see how things are going or whatever before you pull up, you can call them at 405-636-1102. And their address is 940 Southwest 59th. And that's Oklahoma City right there on 59th Southwest. You can't miss it. So for all my Southwest babies that need entertainment, head down to the Q Palace because they got it popping over there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. What is Gucci Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I'm Darwin. We got AV behind the camera. And today we got a female artist. She just released an album. It's called In 
meantime. In the meantime, you know what I'm saying? See, I got the brain fart, but we got KO in the building. Yeah. KO got uh, that album, which uh, we listened to it, and it was fire. So, man, I want to say thank you for taking the time. You know, I know the whole scheduling has been messed up, especially with the snowstorm. We had to reschedule everybody, but we appreciate you for taking the time, man. No, I'm grateful to be here. Y'all yes. got a, a fire-ass setup. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. I appreciate city. that. And you got your manager in the background, Savior, right? Shout out to X. See, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better with the names, man. You know what I'm saying? So, man, um, so let's start with the album, right? Yeah. This is about like two, three weeks now since you released it? Yeah. Okay. And it has some pretty good features. So talk to us about the process of this album and how it came about. Um, my objective with In the Meantime, I wanted to do something that was more of a collaborative effort for like all the artists in the city who I wanted to work with. You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to like, going forward, I wanted to bring like a certain level of exclusivity to myself. You know what I'm saying? So like all the features I wanted to do, I wanted to get them out. So I was like, why not just get everybody in one shebang instead of like throwing them all over the place? Yeah. And there's a lot of so, songs. Like, I've, yeah, what is like, it like? 17? 17? We did 17, like, yeah. To put all those songs together one by one, like, and try to focus, like, all your energy to make sure it's a masterpiece, that's got to be, like, some talent right there, you know? No, thank you. So, I mean, um, I wanted to try to bring the artists into my world and then do something, I guess, with me, I'm I'm a person who, whenever I hear your music, you know what I'm saying, I always try to, like, embody it. Like, I want to mm-hmm. do something that's in your lane whenever you hear it, you like, I can do what you're doing on this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like what I do, you know what I'm saying? So. Oh, yeah. Some of them, some of the records were kind of like that. Some of them were like real experimental, like the um, the Save Me record for Barbie. Like I liked it. She sang on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I fuck with it heavy. So, um, you know, it was just different vibes for different songs, like for different people and the way that they do their art. I kind of try to step into their world and bring them into mine and see what we can make together. Mm. But yeah, overall, as a as a collective, it was a a collaborative effort. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I'm I'm grateful to all the artists who took the time to get the verses back in a timely manner, like. Cause you know you can't even guarantee shit like that these days. Yeah. So yeah. How yes. do you how do you guys do that? Like, is that just all through emails and and like? Yeah, for me it was. Um, this go round, I I went through and got the hooks and the verses together, and then just started sending them out like one by one to each artist, and you know trying to get them back in. And fortunately, they all started rolling back in like that. Like um, JB's, I got JB's back the same day, and that just blew my mind. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, you know, like they really gonna gonna fuck with it. People who I know got other shit going on, like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they came through. Every single artist that I asked for, damn near. So they pretty much record. You send them the beat, they record yeah. it, and then send it to you? I send them the, um, it's the beat, my verse, and my hook. And I send it to them like that, and then they fill in the blank. You know what I'm okay, saying? So, that's, yeah, so that's do, you, do you guys have to be using like the same software and shit? That's what I'm over here thinking no, about. No, not really. Like when you send the stems, it's like, well, the way that I did it, all of the songs I originally created myself, so I could send them an MP3. And then they could just put it into whatever program they work in, and then send the verse okay. back like that. So I got you. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so when from the moment you started this album, how long did it take you to like start it and then release it? Release it. I was working on like um, three albums at the time, so like all the albums that I'm going to put out this year are already done. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was kind of a, um, you know, what so I'm saying? you say this year's albums are done. Yeah, this, yeah, everything for this year is already done. So it's just a matter of setting the dates for it. And yeah, it's like damn. planning strategically and getting ready to like roll things out. But the work is already done. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I spent like all of last year. I was in the studio every single Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I made it like a thing throughout the week, like to sit there and make sure that I had three, four songs to go into the studio and like whatever was the, the cream of the crop. I saved that for mm-hmm. later. But like everything that was kind of like this is fire, but it doesn't fit creatively. And what I'm trying to do over here. Like, those were the records that I yeah. sent out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Because you, you, I was watching an interview, and you had just dropped the illest. That was in September, if nah, I'm not mistaken. Um, or what? Well, July probably been out about a year and a half. About a now. year now? Okay. Because yeah. I watched the interview um, where you drove to Austin, right? Yeah. So, 
How was that? Um, whenever I was just out here earlier on, that was cool. like, I, I, I went through hashtags, like anybody who would let me come rap, I was there, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like, and I found they platform trying to like find a spot, like spots in Texas that had open mics. Mm-hmm. And I found one of theirs at this, at this club that they had. So I reached out to the host and, um, sent her my music and she liked it. And she was like, yeah, cool. You know, go ahead and you can come through, do the show. She's not knowing that I'm not even from Texas. You know what mm. I'm saying? She was like, you know, yeah, you can just pull up, do the show, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting fresh off work getting on the highway, driving to Austin, do the show, drive back. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I can be at work the next day. So, yeah. And you perform how, like, solo, couple- don't know? Yeah, by myself. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. crazy. You Salute. perform a couple of songs on that. Uh, yeah, like, it was a whole set. Yeah, I was like, damn. It, I was a fan of that shit. Like, I'm a fan of yours. Like, you know, it, you show up and it's super professional. They got right. a whole stage set up. They had, like, all the, ca- like, for a live performance, they had the cameras all set up. The mic in was right. Like, everything. Yeah, it was all was just, like, Oh, so hard. you pulled so, yeah. the trick. You took off the glasses. Yeah. Even you did it right now. It's <laughs> my thing. That's, That's what's up. Man, so like, they, they do like an open mic? It's not like, even like an open mic thing. Like, there's well, just like the local them. artists in Austin, you know what I'm saying? Like, who want to come through and do it? That's dope. And your stuff is fire, but she just saw my shit and liked it and was like, yeah, cool, come through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of went like that for me. Wow, that's crazy. She was funny too. I, I like yeah. the questions he asked and stuff. She was funny. So yeah, that was, she's, that a, was, she's an artist too. Her shit yeah. is fire too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what's up. Yeah. That was, yeah, that one right there, that interview, y'all should check it out, man. Uh, it's, it's on your channel, right? Yeah. Because I, I was just doing my research and I uh, watched that video. I was like, oh, that's dope, you know? So, you already done with, a, you say you have a couple albums in the work, yeah. right? Um, I've done three so, so far. How do you, is it like super easy for you? You just come up with some songs or how, did, how do you structure them? With me, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the songwriting process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a person who... I tell people all the time, whenever I get writer's block, I'll sit and watch movies or watch mm-hmm. seasons of TV shows and then, like, try to write the soundtrack for what I'm seeing on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like the music is in the conversation. It's in everything that's happening mm-hmm. day to day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You never run out of content. Right. Like, I could sit here, have a conversation with you, leave and write a song about it. Like, I just feel like the music mm-hmm. is everywhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I don't think coming up with content is the hard part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then so, how, uh, 16 bars is what, about a minute? Depending on how you spit it, Yeah. So, like the flow, the flow differs. It depends on like really how you rapping it. But yeah, it's about one minute. So that's crazy that we we get wrapped up. Like it feels way longer than a minute. If it's a good verse, you're just like so into it. And, yeah, but well, you know the structure of music is different mm-hmm. now. Like a song is not even three verses anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like is it shorter? Right? It's way that's shorter. what I was. Yeah. I, man, I don't know if that has because the do. millennials are fucking ADHD. That's what we know. were talking about. Like the video too. Like you got the TikToks, you got the Instagram, and they're all one minute, and it's like. Man, every time we get like smaller and smaller attention, well, that, yeah, span, attention you know? span. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to a DJ one time, and he was telling me he was like, you know, I really like your music. He said, but you know, some of it is too long. He was like, you have to shorten it because in the club, whenever we spin the record, you get in that first minute, maybe 10, 20 seconds. You're not getting that whole thing off, so you got to get everything that into that minute because we're gonna give you maybe half that first verse in the hook, but you're not getting that whole thing off. So you mm. got to remember that whenever you write music. So mm. yeah, do you ever get like? Uh, when you write a song where you, like the lyrics don't like come out and you're like, I got to take a break or I got to do it. Yeah. yeah. That happens okay. too. Like it's not a, um, it's not a content thing. I just, I think just like, um, exercising any type of muscle, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to give it its rest. You know what I'm saying? Like I started feeling like in this process now, like I told you, I've, I've written everything I plan on dropping this year. So it's like, whenever I try to revisit and right now it starts to feel like it's repetitive. Like I've mm-hmm. written this before. Like, mm-hmm. so then that gives me time to know like, yeah, I need to step back and let it like simmer and then come back whenever it feels fresh to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I don't never want to do vacations it. or trips. Yeah, or... like experience a little yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just live, do whatever. But it's like it's fucked up in COVID because like it, it ain't too much that you can do right yeah, now. Yeah, you know like I'm, I'm pretty so, sure. No, and it's like you 
could have been have like way more shows and like yeah, just trying to get moving around. Yeah, a lot exactly. Of so yeah. now that's a, like it cripples it's, you in a way. You it's know, routine. You yep. working. You in the house. You watching mm-hmm. TV. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing. It's real boring. So it's like yeah, it gets to that point. But it's like even with I don't think I can't even say that that stifled me because you you heard the album and you was like you know no I think it's far I fuck with it so mm-hmm. it didn't. It has a, it has a like a variety of a lot of stuff. Like if you feel like you want to listen to some like lyricism or like, you know, something for the honeys or, you know, like there's a little bit of everything in there. It's like good variety. So um, that's, that's, I think it's very key when you're putting together an album. Cause I just see that as like a work of art, you know what I'm saying? So salute to you guys for that. It's hard to find an album where like you can go through every song, just boom, 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 boom. Exactly. So uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Talk about, people yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. Sure. About the hood and the, the cable. That one's, I like that one. That one's like, it kind of reminds me of what I've been through, you know, the struggle and shit like that. So yeah, that's what's up. So take us back to like, how do you got started with this? Like, cause it's like, when you know, when you get into this, like rapping scene, you're like, it's like, damn, I'm a female, so I got to, like, go even harder yeah. so that way I can stand out, you know what I'm saying? So take us back to, like... And it's a bunch of bullshit in the in the rap scene, so you got to... That part, yeah. You got to... <laughs> it's so, like... You dodge it. The rap game is so oversaturated. Like, everybody is a rapper. Everybody and their mama, like, yes. anybody with a laptop and a bullshit mic is a rapper. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, but it's, it's, it's getting there, and it's like, even. man, I think at, to this point, it's, it's a good and bad thing, but it's like... Well, I think you gotta, the, the good shit's always going to stand out. Exactly. Like, That's what I was going to say. I feel like with that is like, the, I guess the good thing, your music talks, I guess, because it's, yeah, it's getting there. Like, I feel like, yeah, you're right on that. See, like, as an artist, I need to hear, like, consumers, like, people like y'all say shit like that. Because I'm an artist who gets, like, we in a clout generation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if it's not the popular, the cool thing to do, sometimes it doesn't get that look. You know what right. I'm saying? So Man, I'm just, all about the underground shit. I was, yeah. like, listening to Mo3 before everybody was listening to Mo3, and people yeah. were like... Like, what? Like, why are you always listening to him? I'm like, bro, like, the way he spits, he sings, like, people don't do this shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like talent goes unnoticed a lot. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big Crit, that's another dude that's, Hell like, yeah. super, stupid talented. And it's like, it's all, a, yeah. I you mean, don't get the look. Like, yeah. I think it's all, you know, when it comes to the music scene, it's like, you got to think, like, I always like to use Drake as an example. Like, think like him. Like, how do you like adapt to what's what the kids or what the 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 wave is as far as like people listening to the music you know what i'm saying like uh somebody pointed out that it was a very important thing that he was like don't don't go too like with the bars and stuff because that's they don't want to listen to that they want to they want a catchy hook a catchy like you know what i'm saying like the 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 perfect example is the kanye one with the uh, little pump like when you go to the club, but seeing that shit sucks though, because then you gotta water down your talent to well it, make it, a hit. So that's it's like it's all like a balance, right? But like if you you go to the club and you hear that you're such a uh, you, you're gonna sing that, and that's the only part you remember because it's catchy, like uh, I have it, you know, and you yeah. just you keep vibing to it. So it's like you don't even know what you're saying. You're just, the rest, the rest, I don't know. I don't know nothing about the rest. I just know that part. That's what make you feel crazy because it's like we talking about Kanye West. Kanye has given us some of the most amazing music that we've seen like in the past decade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so to see him be some, an artist who has to dumb it down, it'll kind of fuck with your mind. It's like because yeah. you're not one of those guys who has to dumb it down. Like your music is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know but like, I guess it's one of those where like. Like he's, it's a weird one. It's like, 
I don't know why he did the it's little It's the new era. The devil, was work, the, did, yeah. Yeah, the devil was working that day when he did that fucking I think it's uh, like the, um, Lil Pump record. What the yeah, fuck it's, was it's going on? It's the reach on, for relevance because like Lil Pump was like having a run. So it's like I get it. Like he's the, the clout the wave guy. type yeah, shit. Yeah, he's the clout guy. Same yeah. thing he did with uh, with Designer, the panda guy. And that was you know probably so easy for him to ride. Like yeah, he just went so, in there and was like, I don't even. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's all like, I think that's how you stay... You and know. then another thing too is like, don't y'all think that these motherfuckers get tired of it? Like Jay Z, how old is Jay Z? Jay Z gotta be like fifty four, fifty five. <laughs> yeah, fifty four. He's still in there writing shit. Like he's still trying to be creative and like not rap about shit that he already rapped about. Yeah, shit. but AB, like, I'm not gonna let you do that to my guy. Like Hove is still <laughs> rapping at like a, a top tier <laughs> level of MC. I'm the, like, I'm the, I'm the notorious Jay Z hater. Man, oh my god, I don't know how. Like Jay Z. And this is in my opinion, so I'm gonna respect how everybody feel. But in right. my opinion, like Jay Z, he's been doing some top tier rapping for a long time. And he needs to, to hang like, it up. He needs to hang it up <laughs> <laughs> to be able to <laughs> to be able to like hit your stumbles. Like, cause I was a person who didn't really love uh, like Kingdom Come or like Blueprint Three. He had a, mm-hmm. he had a few stumbles. I get it to him, but it's like whenever he shook back and like really locked in, it was always some top tier rapping. Like I always want to hear what Jay Z had to say. Like once you've rapped. At that level, I'm mm-hmm. always going to be interested in what you have to say. You know, yeah. what I'm I can definitely Kanye, agree with you bullshit. on that, though. Like that takes exactly, some yeah. uh, that takes some talent to be 50 something and still be writing fire yeah, verses. Like, like you still shit. getting hits off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you know it's like you never missed a step. It's like right. nothing slowed. And then mm-hmm. your wife is Beyonce. It's so much that plays into it. There's like you always have your relevancy because it's like you're the it rapper. You're the one we seen who really took it to the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does he only have one kid? No, they got three. Three, three, yeah, three. Oh. I feel like with Jay Z, it's like if he's doing it just for the love of it, because at this point he's a billionaire. So yeah. what do it's he, for the culture? For the culture, for the, yeah. Like I just want to hop on. He the destroyed T Pain's career. <laughs> Did he? With the death no, of Auto Tune, yeah, like that was like a big. Uh, T Pain was like, "Come on, bro!" <laughs> but that's the crazy thing. T Pain really doesn't need Auto Tune. That's the crazy thing. But I mean, that's what made him though. The Auto Tune really made him. But but it was something that's like a moment, just like we said, like with the trendy shit, with whatever is cool in the mm. like. T Pain made a whole wave out of that shit. Like Man, everybody did. Yeah. And to this day, they still abuse there, it just in a different way. But yeah, I watched the interview with T Pain, and he said that it got like <laughs> so crazy that the radio wouldn't want to play his shit because everybody had features with him. Yeah, so they'd be like. Bro, we can't, like, basically, we have to wait a couple songs before we play T-Pain again, and we have a bunch of songs that are just with featuring T-Pain, like. But you know, 2 Chains had a run like that, too, though, like, where you did a hundred and some odd features in a year, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, two, like, 2 Chains was all. Well, and then to do hot features, because, like, you got people like uh, Lil Flip from, where's he from, Houston? Houston, yeah. He does a shitload of features, too, but, like, a lot of. A lot of them you don't hear, you know. Like, yeah, but it's not radio charting, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, Lil to Flip, have radio sh- Lil Flip yeah. had a run, but it's like once you on the radio and it's like sixty percent of that music is you. Like I mean, he had one with the Fast and the Furious one that that one's hard. Wiz had a run yeah, like that, you know what Wiz I'm saying? Like, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it the the you have to study it because it's like you can become like popping and then all of a sudden you you fall. You know, yeah. it's just like you think about Petty, uh, not Petty Wop. Uh, Fetty Wap, yeah. yeah. It's like he, lie, he was yeah. talented. He was talented. <laughs> he has some yeah. fucking slappers for that. Yeah. No, he, like for that year, it's like there was no way that every other song wasn't him. Man. Like it was like you knew he, he just he ran it up. And it's like, I think it's He made every chick want to be a trap queen. Bro. Like that, uh, my he, way. I mean, we're talking about Jimmy Chu. Like this <laughs> this man was all one. And then knows. Some people, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're you good, you're good, you're good. You know, sometimes like the people they'll catch one hit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You, we see it like that all the time, where you get one big song. Designer is a prime example. Yeah, but Fetty Wap, I never saw it like that. Where you can come back and get four or five in mm-hmm. one year. You know what I'm saying? It's like 
I, I feel like those, even if you look at it and say, oh, he had it, it was just that one year, though. It's wow. like, but he's going to tour on those for the rest mm-hmm. of his life. Oh, he's like, getting a check. I saw show. Charlie uh, Charlie Boy perform, like, doing a show probably, like, 10 years after that uh, on, my on, mama. on My Mama Hood. Yeah. yeah, he was doing, like, a little show in Houston. He like, came through Enid and did a show off yeah, the record. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's crazy shit. Like, I was like, he going to do this song, like, even if it's just this region, he can tour off that song for so long. But, like, it only, like imagine how hot it was when the song was, like, uh, popping. On the radio and yeah, shit, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Man, yeah. That's the thing about creative, like, creative work is that I don't think people understand, like, it, it does take a lot of work, but mm-hmm. if one thing works, then it's like you're you're set, kind of. You know what I'm saying? That's not the mentality to have, but it's if, not, if you do have that one song, it's like, oh, shit. Like you can. Some people are making, like, they're still getting a bag for that one song. I mean, Soldier Boy going to crank that Soldier Boy until he <laughs> old in a wheelchair, like, and they're going to always want to see him do that song. Like, he made a ridiculous amount of money off that song. And it's still like, making money Mariah off that Mariah Carey shit. in the Christmas song. Man, yeah. she's gonna, about she like, get that bag every like that. year. 20, like, 20 mil a year. Like, 20, when you catch one, like, it's, it's a Because it's like uh, royalty yeah. money. It's not yeah, no, residuals. like, you got to be there to make the money. It's like, no. like it's passive oh, income. I woke up today and there's, even if it's 50 bucks that that fucking song made, yeah. it's like, it's 50 bucks that yeah, I didn't have like, before. Hell yeah, I have to do shit for it. I'm, I'm sorry. No, you can, you, can, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can say, yeah, it's freely over here, you know. I was like, I feel like I was going crazy. I was keeping you, my bad. I'm nah, sorry. No, no, you good, you good. But yeah, uh, take us back to like where your like artist career started. What sparked it? I saw your last interview, so now I know. Twelve years old, you started, so yeah. we don't got to repeat all that. Okay. But that's yeah. the thing, like, because when you sent me that, I was like. We have a different audience that might tap yeah. in and might so not I'm know. Cool with it. And that's right. how I feel too. Every time I go like, to it, exactly. it's, it's the way like we. Yeah. I just didn't want to ask the same questions. Nah, because cool. cool. there, there's certain like questions that I feel like our audience needs to listen to. Like, how did she start? And like, yeah. what yeah. kind of got that trigger? So that like, I I do my research, bro. Come on, come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, man. My um my big brother he rapped before me. Um, you know he used to come in the house and give me like eight mm-hmm. bars to spit. And I was too shy to do it, never rapped it back to him. But I was always in my head, like, you know, I remembered it. And I was like, you know, one day I'm going to be brave enough to rap the song to him. And, um, of course, I never was. But then my brother ended up getting locked up. And I ended up in a, um, like, whenever you got behavioral problems in school, they put you in, like, the therapy program, summer mm-hmm. school program and stuff. So they was telling me I needed to write down my feelings. But, like, it was too boring to just sit there and just write down my thoughts. So she was like, okay, well, then create poems with them, rhyme each line after the next mm-hmm. one. So just the art of doing it just to keep your mind busy. So, so, like so sure poetry kind of started it. It started it in poetry, like just trying to find creative ways to rhyme the words. And then like I started writing stories about my life with the poetry and mm. then it slowly but surely turned into rap. Like my big brother, he um he used to do B&Es and like breaking houses and shit. And one time he brought me a boombox and the CD and it was Eve Rough Riders First Lady. Mm. And that was like my real introduction to like falling in love with female hip hop. Like, yeah, so... I feel like it's all some some divine God shit just brings it together. Yeah, it kind of happens so, for a reason, you know. Yeah, like none of that shit is is kind of coincidence. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, exactly. how do I get a radio? I grow up and become a female rapper. That's the CD that started it. Like yeah. all that, it's crazy. Uh, so did you? You started at 13. So did you ever have to do like a freestyle in front front of like a group and like? Hell yeah! Like yeah. um, back then, I was so like. Everywhere that I go, I wanted everybody to hear me rap. I wanted to battle whoever. I wanted to rap wherever. So you said you were yeah, calling like, uh, motherfuckers out at one point. Hell right? yeah! Like I would go. We would be at the school. I go up to the football game. Didn't have no money to get in the game. I'd be outside the gate trying to rap through the gate to <laughs> challenge people and shit. Like yeah, I, I wanted everybody to hear me rap. You know what I'm saying? So that that was a big part of it. Like coming up and then like whenever people started getting home studios, like we was talking about with mm. the, even if you got a bullshit deal, mm. you know what I'm saying? You can get you something with <laughs> pause and deal. record. Like it might not even be no good shit. Yeah, like. Yeah. 
So once people started doing that, I started going to my cousin's house and I laid my first 16 and like they was just, they thought the shit was fire. Everybody just went crazy. So you say you, you want, you had a song that you was going to supposed to sing to your brother or rap to your brother yeah. and you were shy at the moment. Hell yeah. So what broke that? Like, cause then I never actually here. rapped it to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that moment never came. Like I said, my brother got locked up and he spent so much time like in and out of jail, like me developing in music and the connection with me, I guess it, it never really happened. And like low key, it always kind of like fuck with me because I always want to be like cool to my big mm. brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, I'm his little sister. He never paid me no mind. Like even to this day, he'll never put no respect yeah. on what I did. You know what I'm saying? Like so, but it's it's my big brother, and that's where I got the shit from. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be cool like mm-hmm. him. So, I mean, yeah, like he he was heavy in rap. Like he loved the art of rap. Like I loved it. Like a different genre. He loved like a like Sibo and like that that murder crazy type mm-hmm. rap. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, the yeah, Tech yeah. Nine shit. Like he loved that crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? That's the crazy. Super fast rap, like violent type rap. That's crazy yeah. you say Tech Nine because this morning I went to the gym at like five forty five, and there's this uh, older lady, and she took the ox. I was like, fuck. And then she plays it, and she's she's banging tech nine. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, like no. five forty five in the that's, morning. For real, that's, that's the like, pump that's you need, bro. For real, to no. just get that workout in, man. Then, now you mentioned tech nine so again. Funny. I'm gonna go watch some tech nine after this. I, yeah, I, man. And tech nine, like for all his rap, like he's he's a talented dude. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's niche rap. You gotta like uh, you know the guys with the face paint and the hatchet, uh, insane clown posse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That shit is like. It's for it's a certain lane, you know what I'm saying. But if you my, tap into it, it's some super dope shit. Like, my yeah. first show was a Tech Nine show, and that shit was insane. Like you go in there, and it's like a bunch of juggalos, basically. Yeah. But they're cool. Like when they're in there, you, they look scary and shit. They but, look scary, but they be like they yeah, cool and like shit. Like if you like, fall yeah. in the what is it called when the, yeah, if you fall, they'll pick you up and yeah. shit. So it's it's a. Yeah, like you said, you just got to find your lane of people yeah. that are... Yeah, I mean, I I feel like no matter what genre, like, it's it's some cool shit. Like, with people who's a fan of different type of shit in every lane. Like, I'll sit up here and tell you, like, I fuck with Celine Dion, Shania Twain, like, all this shit that it's like, it's it's a certain lane. You have to understand, like, why different genres of music are dope, like, for mm-hmm. what they do. Even if it's not for the setting that you're in, right. what they do in their lane is some dope shit. Like, And creating music in general, I mean, it's... It's amazing, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, sure. like people that that actually play all the instruments. Like, I got a one of my hippie homies. That motherfucker be in his room, just like he has keyboards, and I'm just like, bro, how does your brain do that? Like, yeah. it's just is he self taught? Uh, I think he did uh, school when he was younger. It was okay. he did like uh, keep uh, what is it piano class or whatever. Okay, and then uh, he just played the guitar. But he's yeah, he's been doing it since he was little. It's just crazy. He plays every instrument. It's just to me, I'm like, bro, I don't know. You're, I think people like that is amazing. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you just pick up anything and can go. It's like you tapped into some next level of music shit. Like like it'll be on the spot literally. Like you hear him just boop boop, and then it's like. That's a hit, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, but he doesn't even like put it out there or nothing. It's just like it's his vibe. Like it's just like I've just witnessed it. You know, that's why it's good that like I feel like now you know you you got your producers that are getting the credit that they deserve because it's like it's just like anything. Like give credit to the video guy that performed the visuals that made it come to life. Give credit to the you know the producer that made the beat, the mix and mastering, and obviously the artist that you know it's it's uh, it's all like boom one. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I mean. But I, I think it's just a weird thing because, like, for the longest time, like the camera people, I, they don't really get uh, the respect, and uh, some of them don't to this day. Yeah, you know, just because I feel like it's like the artist is the 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 one that's shining, you know. Yeah. So it's like the cameraman is like an accessory to the artist. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of them see it. It's not like 
Yeah, like it's just like uh, he's, he's bringing the visual to life. So if you want, like, if you have a vision, like, let's do an old '80s theme. Well, they got to bring that to life. That's the video guys' work. You know what I'm saying? Like to come up with it, and then maybe you know the producers. Yeah, what I'm saying is people don't look at that and shit. Then, uh, they yeah, it's all they just see it's a little dude with the camera right there. Like, yeah, yeah. You see, like the same shit with the backpack and shit with the era that we in. Like this microwave generation. It's like they don't give a fuck about being creative no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like that's the thing. The great connection with me and my videographer, like. I come up with my own concepts and like me and him creatively can link up and he can tell me like realistically how I can bring those to life. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like he's great for that visually. Like I can tell him a movie that I liked and why I love visually the way that this movie looks and Mm -hmm. he's going to understand where I'm coming from. It's like creatively, if you're not on the same page, it just won't connect. But most people, you know, they want to stand in front of the trap with six of their friends and two guns, and it's that's the cool looking shit. I did Would about you, twenty of them man. bitches right there. I don't know what is that's up the, with that trend. It's like they call up twenty of the homies. They well, pull Chief Keef uh, Sosa started that yeah. one. Like it's just not, it's point. not fun creatively though. Like whenever you see that, I, as a camera guy, you telling me like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not. I'm like, I've seen it a thousand I'm times. Good. It's like I, there was nothing else that y'all heard. Whenever y'all heard this song, it was like, well, maybe we could try this. Like, cause mm-hmm. for me, it was a solid what four years, five years that that it's been doing that. The whole, hey, it's, I'm telling I think it's still you, going. It's, it's still very going. much still going. Like yeah. running gun videos are a thing. Like people show up and shoot wherever they at, whatever's going on. Like no concept. Like, right, right. Um, my mind don't I think those. Like I mean, they got. I mean, they're getting their money. I'm not knocking them for that, but it's just more of like running gun. Is there maybe? It, it, I don't know. With those, it's just like it could be that the artist has a small budget, and it's like, all right, I'm just gonna run and gun. I'm not gonna put yeah. any effort as far as the scripting it out, making sure like you know. That's what I think it is when it comes don't to that. Get it fucked up because it's like great careers have started from running gun. Right, videos. right. Like the same yeah. shit we said with it's the more of Bobby Schmurda. Like Bobby Schmurda, like in the middle of the street, no concept. <laughs> just just, just throwing the hat. The hat just never vibes. came down though. But, but the but focus was energy. all fucked up. And, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. why people like Chief Keep work because you love the energy. It's like even if you're not from that to see. 16, 17, dread-headed kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they bounce. They love that shit. They love everything that he's saying. And it's like, that's how you connect with the people. The people, like, even if I don't, these kids look like they probably ain't took a shower in a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like, I love their energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. Like, real sh- I love their energy. And they that's their life. They being themselves. And you see it when you, it doesn't require much to just paint the picture. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it works. I'm not going to take from it because it has worked for people. Right, like, right. And at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like there's an audience for everything. I mean, you look at, I mean, he ain't popping like he used to, but Blueface, I mean. Yeah. Um, Bro, uh, Hood Fame, uh, Hood Fame, Go Yayo from Dallas. Like, yeah, I, don't I heard know. him before. Yeah, his shit is like, and he's then, screaming in the mic. Just, just and like. then you got now the TikTok one, which is TikTok has been a booster for these songs. But yeah. this one, uh, that's called, I, I really don't know the lyrics and anything, but it's like. Bitch, I got my way, huh? Have you seen that one where they do like this little dance and shit? Yeah, um, the, yeah I know what's like the spot him got him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't understand shit, but yeah. I'm like, all right, the beat's catchy. And like, I've seen a couple of TikToks of that scene. So I'm like, all right, I'm so moving to it. So now you catch yourself. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? That's so why like, you know you got a good ear because you know why that shit works when you hear it. Exactly. Like, even if you know that it's bullshit, you'll be like, okay, but I get why this works. Exactly. Like, so, that's the show that that's, great that's how you got to put yourself in that like position of like, what is gonna what is gonna be catchy? What is gonna catch people's attention? What is gonna be different than what the crowd is doing? You know what I'm saying? So like after how many years of doing music were you able to do that? Like like actually strategically think of a song? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that my music, like content wise, for me as an artist, I didn't think that I really was peaking until this is some shit that's worthy of people actually listening to until I was around like sixteen, seventeen. But it was like 
I wanted to tell stories. Like I, I got a hold of Jay Z's Blueprint album, and that was like it changed rap for me altogether because I wanted to be able to tell stories at an elite level. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I love the Jay Z made me feel like I was there. Like whenever he's telling the story and Mama and Mama loves me, like I feel like damn, I'm I'm sitting in your granny's kitchen with you. I can see you eating a banana pudding. Like you tell the story that vividly. And you know that's what crazy. Like, like there's a movie, very basically. Yeah. So that's how I feel about like my own art. Whenever I create it, like I think that's why I'm good with videos too. Because as I'm writing a song, I can visually see mm-hmm. the story. Isn't so whenever I can go to my videographer, I can say, well, this is what I saw whenever I heard this song. Like who's like, your videographer? Aaron, uh, shout out Aaron. Aaron. Shout out Aaron. All right, yeah, shout out to department. him. You know shout what I'm saying? Give some department. love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he um, uh, he shot that uh, Youngin and Mo Three right there yeah. at Youngin's house. Oh yeah. So it's, yeah, Aaron is Aaron is amazing. Like I said, creatively, he's a person who he has a vision too. So I think like whenever you put people together and they both have a vision, it's just inevitable to like great shit. He's very technical too. Too too but, creative. Uh, and then if he has a work ethic and creativity, and when both minds get together, it's like. It's art, you know. Yeah. So. But even not like even offset, like whenever he goes home with that footage to like put the shit together, the detail that he pays to it, like you know the mm-hmm. amount of tension that he gives right. each video that we do, and I can see from scene to scene, it's like nah, creatively you love your art the way that I love my art. Mm-hmm. You know, scene for scene, you care about the angles and the lighting and yeah. how everything looked. Like yeah, so that's what's up. Um, it, when it comes to like telling a story on a song, I feel like man, those those artists that can do it very good, it's like. They're one of a kind. You know, you get your J. Cole when he uh, narrated the one, the when he lost his virginity and shit. Yeah. That was a masterpiece. I was like, because I'm listening to it and I'm like picturing the whole scene as he walks into the, the classroom, yeah. talks to like, so that right there, the way it made me feel, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, this motherfucker just literally. It's the art of storytelling. Yeah. Like, like, like when you feel like you in everything that you're saying word for word, I feel like I'm there. Like, that's why I love yeah. that you said no cable. Like, whenever mm-hmm. you listen to the album, because it's like. No, like, no corny shit. I play that song, and, like, whenever I tell y'all, sometimes I listen to that shit, and, like, ah, hold back a thug tear, because it's like I can remember being in my granny's living room, not getting no fucking cable, like, sitting there bored as shit, and it's like you have to create the entertainment for yourself. It kind of remind me of the time, yeah, because, like, we, like, my grandpa used to put a cable that kind of gave us electricity, so we never paid for electricity. So I remember when the trucks would go by, the electricity trucks, we had to take that cable out, and it was, like, a constant hustle of, like, Damn, we gotta hustle these Hell people, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to survive. So But that's real it, life yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. That's that's the shit that I think makes the music great whenever it's relatable. Like I can sit here and be talking about I'm bored as shit. We don't have no cable, so I'm creating my own fun. And you can be like, We didn't have no electricity and I had to do this, this, and this, but I remember how that made me feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, so the same shit that we talk about with this clout shit and the microwave generation, it's like that's the music that I feel so like. So what's the microwave the generation? What is like it's in, the like little pump, the shit that we okay, talk so about. Okay, so the, what the is hot? What's hot pretty much? Bubblegum you know bullshit. Like, so. Yeah, because it's like the, them kids getting a bag and I ain't mad at them, but it's like you in, put in more 10, work. 12 years, are we really talking Longevity. about that music anymore? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I remember being 15 and thinking Soldier Boy was that shit. I'm a grown hey, ass woman, yeah, and I'm yeah. and I go. Don't get it fucked like, up now, man. That's big Drake, all right. Yeah, there. No, no, like, <laughs> no Soldier Boy will forever be a legend for what he did out here. Because like exactly, even I if they don't give respect, him respect, the internet culture and music, yeah. he created that. He started that MySpace wave of getting it popping off the internet. Soldier Boy, we're, we're all I mean, the Soldier dancing. Boy babies over here. Yeah, no bullshit. Like everything that we doing with the gram, these apps, the shit that they've created, like where there's influencers and music and. Soldier Boy sparked that thought. Like, he was the first like, artist. Like, oh, I like, can do it too. Yeah, like, no, nah, these kids gonna get some money off this shit. Like, yeah. they done figured out how to, how to work the system, and he did. Like, Soldier, Soldier Boy, Boy would literally be on his laptop, like, doing the beats on Fruit yeah. Loop, had the microphone right there, and just He'll did all He'll show you the... him in the fucked up house. Like, him and A-Rab in the living room with the with 5X the big t-shirts. Ass shirts. <laughs> but then, like, Soldier. when he, uh, when fucking Soldier Boy starts Outside telling the story of, the driveway and shit. 
what the what the fuck was he talking about? Um, whenever he was like, y'all remember the LimeWire days, like Bernie yeah, Sanders yeah, and yeah. And he was like, you know, whenever you would download some shit, it'd be like the Bill Clinton intro <laughs> come in, and Soldier Boy was like, I would put Fifty Cent in the club, but it would be my song. Yep. So they downloaded it, Soldier Boy, and I was that like, was we talk about ahead this shit of the all curve. The time. Like genius. he was so fucking ahead yeah. with like scamming the people into hearing like this shit. trolling in a sense, yeah, like, like just basically finessing in a sense. Kind of he did he not in, with all the respect to Soldier Boy, he did the six nine shit the right way. Yeah, like where six nine was Trump. reaching for mm-hmm. attention and trying to like find the crazy ways to pull you in. Soldier Boy, I feel like did it the honorable way. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, he started he, fucking up there for a minute. Like uh, what was it? A couple years ago when he he went to jail. Yeah. I think he, he like he was doing the gun thing and yeah, they say he was drugs and shit. And and he shit. was wild, and I was like, you know, I don't know oh. what it is about Hollywood and the fame, but I'm like, you know, once I start, once I made a certain amount of money, it's like. I'm, I don't want to let certain shit bother me because it's like if I'm mad, I'm just gonna take a vacation. I can get up and go to Hawaii mm-hmm. in the morning, so I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, What's your yeah. take on that? Like, what you know? Obviously, we we, we I'm broke, so I can't say like shit, like me too. I feel you. You know, like with the money, like it says, oh, it changes you this and that. Yeah. Do you feel like because if you get to that level, are you gonna be a different person? For sure, but I won't say that it's the money that made me that way. What I'm even learning, like from this lower tier shit, it's like even. Even when I'm finding my way, I feel like what we do locally is like a baby version of what happens on the big level. Like, mm. it's a lot of artists out here with egos, a lot of people mm-hmm. who only want the shine for themselves. Like, it's not for the actual culture that don't make the best music, but it's clout shit, all type of, it's all type of shit to go on out here. And I feel like it goes on on that level too. You know what so, I'm saying? Like, uh, locally is a perfect way to just get used to the bullshit. It prepares you. I feel like it does, but it's like what you even notice from this level, like once you start getting a little notoriety, like I'm from Enid and I moved to the city. And I'm more popular in Oklahoma City than I would than I could say I wasn't even. You know what I'm saying? Like especially for my music, like mm-hmm. it's blown my mind what I've been able to do with so little in Oklahoma City. You know what I'm saying? So just seeing that shit and being like how that changes the people that I grew up with, how they see me. I feel like I ain't even really did shit for real, but it's like y'all already looking at me some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so I don't know. I don't think it's really. I don't think it's you. I think it really changes the people around you. Like money makes people very weird. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And sometimes the people who get it and sometimes the people around you, once they see that you have access to it, like, mm-hmm. I think it's all about who you are deep down inside. I think the money will just expose that, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. So did you ever got, got to the point where, let's say you were, like, chilling and going out or whatever and you had to get serious and you had to just cut those ties where it's like, yeah. I got to focus on my shit and, you know, forget the the friends. And- Hell yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in that, I would say that I'm in that point in my life, like, right now. It's like, a lot of the people that I grew up with, I'm not even on, like, speaking terms with. And it's not, like, in a negative way. It's just, it's just like, like you, you, where are we going in life? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I, I've chosen a different path. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's with all due respect. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's no love lost. It's just not exactly. much is really there. I'm in a different space in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not... It goes back to, like, if you can't uh, make me grow, we can't make each other grow. Yeah, like, what is the purpose? If we're not uplifting each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the type of person that I am. Like, I want to see you win and do well and be progressive in whatever you do. And I'm one of those people who, in my environment, the minute that I discovered that that's not what you want for me, we're just going to separate. And it's not an argument. It's not a disagreement. I'll just really move on with my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, If we really wanted to get on some corny shit, it's like, if people are meant to be in your life, they're going to be in your life, you know? That part, so that's how I feel. Like, Motherfuckers are yeah. supposed to be there, they're there. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because like, I used to stress that shit. I'd be like, I'm trying to get my day one homies to fucking be on the same page as me and shit, yeah. and then it just didn't happen. So I'm like, fuck it. If we link up, we link up. Exactly. Don't, that's don't it just is like, it's, don't it's no like hard I'm cool if we cool, but I'm cool if we not too. Don't you know be like, like, oh, you know, K.O. over here, she thinks she's now the hot shit since she's yeah. doing music and shit. Like, and that's what they do. But that's, that's yeah, really what they do. Exactly. No bullshit. So for me, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm not a person that's like that. It's like, 
I'm a, I'm a root for whatever. If you go outside and try, I know how hard it is to do any fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's like with this podcast, I'm sure that whenever y'all was starting up, your friends was like, oh, well, that sounds cool, and they won't heavily support your shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but well, we really out here trying to do something. Exactly. It could change all of our lives. Like, all we asking for is that y'all stand behind us in that. You know what I'm saying? Man, so, it's crazy that like, you say that because... It was actually not the case with us. Like our yeah, friends, our friends rallied behind. Our y'all. friends were, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's how we it got, started. Yeah, like yeah. our friends no, hopping on the podcast and like, and it's it's, be, it's all because we. I feel like shout out to Marco. That motherfucker watched the first episode yeah, and he's still yeah. the first guy that comments and shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's because we we people saw us and they were like, man. Like for example, you bro, like you shot a shit ton of music videos, like. Just been around you know, like, everywhere. Damn, like, you, yeah. you you had that stamp and shit, and it's like me. Oh, so you you guys were like outside of the podcast. You were already establishing. He he, well, he was more. Hair, I was I getting out hair there, and I did music videos, so okay. I'd be like all so over the place. He was already in the mix. Yeah. yeah, 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 for years. Yeah. Uh, and then Darwin. He, well, see, that's different because it's like if you already had a following and then you just change lanes. That's a little bit different. But it's like whenever, like I worked you at first a gym too, videos, so I know a lot of people from the gym that are just like. Yeah. People would come in and like, oh shit, I know you from the gym. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I was working out today and this thing was crazy because I'm working out and then uh, a, a guy comes up to me and says, Hey, good job, man. You, you're the one from the podcast, right? I'm like, oh, Fraw. He hit me up too. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, shout yeah, out to right. him. What's his name? Uh, Fraw. Fraw. Okay. Yeah, shout yeah. out to him, man. He was like, man, I, I know AV and stuff, but man, y'all doing a great job. So that right there was like, that's but see, love. and yeah. love. I think it's different for this too, though, because everybody saw that it was positive for yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's not like we were up here being on some like uh, gossip and trying like, to take the shine and or yeah. whatever. You know, it was like, yeah. no, it's just to put a voice out there. So. Yeah. Rap is different. Rap is like a very uh, ego ego driven yeah, yeah. sport. Man, like, like, but I mean, I feel like certain people are trying to do a better job at it, trying to bring more unity and stuff. You know, we yeah. got Jay Poe. You know, shout out to Jay Poe. A couple of more people that are, you know, we got Chop from Season. You know, yeah. they're trying to bring a community unity. together. Yeah, unity. You know what I'm saying? Tr- uh, I don't know Trilogy? the guy's name, but Children, yeah, the yeah. Children Brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them too. They're trying to bring unity. So it's like. And any way we can, I mean, we got Izzy, he did a live and got a lot of big, you know, names, you know, and I think that's, that's cool. I think we need that. And the more we push it, the more it's going to become, you know, a unity because like you said, the rap game, the music industry can be more of like selfish, selfish, selfish. And it's like, man, we, we it's, it's room for everybody. Exactly. You know like, like everybody can eat like that. I'm a, um, like, I always sing uh, Barbie's praises because it's like right now. As far as the local level goes, she's somebody who I look at and like, damn, like you right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just the attention will tip. And I think that that's big for all of the artists locally because I always stand on it don't matter who go. Like somebody breaking through is going to open the floodgates for all of us because once somebody pops, they're going to come here to the ground floor and try to find what else sounds like that or exactly. what else is the moment and they're going to find a whole bunch of dope shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like with, Bar- with Barbie being the it girl, she's not a person who I feel like is outside with an ego because, like, whenever I get online, Barbie is supporting everybody's shit. Everybody. Every day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, whoever it is, she giving them their shot, and there's a lot of people who get the light and don't do that. So I always put, it like, a lot of respect on her name for the fact that it's like, you got it, but you're still sharing the light with everybody. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? So. And like you said, um, like, if everybody's working, once there is that one, I mean, I feel like uh, N7 and Piwa brought a lot of attention to Oklahoma. So, for yeah. example, if like, let's say we have uh, seven and seven in PWAPs. You know what I'm saying? Like, putting out content like that. Like, yeah. you. Like, uh, Neighborhood Barbie. 
uh, who else is putting out content like South, that? Southwest, Southwest, yeah, Southwest, Southwest Dance. Southwest Dance. Yeah, like, um, so at that point, that's where we create a, a market. Like it's like like in Dallas, you know, they got Yellow Beezy, they had Mo Three, Trap Boy, Freddie. Yeah. Uh, that so that creates a market. Like just enough people own. on the ground floor working. Like it's gonna bring attention to that shit. Like, and and it, I, feel like I mean, it's not like you're dropping an album every month, and it's not like Barbie's dropping an album. And right. So that means that when you don't drop an album, they can listen to Southwest. Yeah. You know, so it's like you it's said, something for every for every lane. This should do something like with the different genres of shit. Like Oklahoma is doing so much cool stuff. Like the um, what they doing in Tulsa with the fire and little Africa shit. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like they're putting together a lot of dope creatives and people like who just in their own lanes with different audiences, different crowds, and like putting them on the different audi- audiences. And I think that's kind of what blows us up once everybody is familiar with who's outside. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tulsa is yeah. They're definitely doing their thing over there too. So I mean, it's just a matter of time. I just feel like it's it's just all that like networking, unity, and like. Yeah. Getting out there, I mean, shows and stuff. You've done a couple of shows now, so. As an artist, how do you feel about, like, paid promotion? Like, paying for, like, Say Cheese and those blogs and stuff? It's the same shit that we said where it's so oversaturated that you have to find the ways to get it to the people who can actually see that shit and make a difference. So I don't knock nobody who do it because it's like you just trying to get somebody's eyes on your shit. Because it's like if it's a thousand motherfuckers out here and it's like maybe you working your ass off but you're not a super popular person mm-hmm. or you didn't have the support of the back end. But I can work really hard and make this 250 and get it to them and they'll play it and see if they like it or not. Maybe they do. It might turn into something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's an avenue that I don't knock nobody for trying. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's promotion and everything that they're doing. Like once you learn that this rap shit is a money game, you start to learn that all of the numbers are finessed. Like none of it's really real. Mm-hmm. Like the label can make you look as big as they want to. You might not have... They'll give you. They'll give you that name. that big old chain and the. They'll throw uh, you the chain. They'll give you a car. The gold chopper. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no house for real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're not making no money on the back end. They taking the money from your shows, but you look like you're the biggest artist in the world. But the industry has learned to like finesse that. So it's like, whenever we sit and we talk, okay, Beyonce might can drop an album, and yeah, it might go platinum overnight. But that's Beyonce. That's yeah. like global influence. That's not just a region. Mm-hmm. That's not just America. That's worldwide. She can do an arena tour worldwide and sell it out. Every mm-hmm. artist can't say that. So whenever an artist like, um, think of one of these random guys on the come up this like underground. Um, um, the one I just mentioned, Sh- Pooh. Pooh Shiesty. Yeah. Like, so if Pooh Shiesty <laughs> drops a, um, if Pooh Shiesty drops something and it does like 24 million overnight uh-huh. and me and you just sat here and had a conversation, Pooh Shiesty's on the come up. Yeah. That's not world, world tour selling out arenas, mm-hmm. but it's 24 million views overnight. Right. That's paid promotion. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. they, they force-fed it to you. It right. wasn't that it was actually 24 pe- million people that tapped in. It's paid promotion. Uh-huh. Yeah, So it's like every sense. time you go to YouTube and play a video oh, and the artist's ad yeah, is playing before, be that counts. Capping, right? You, know, you might hit skip be, ad. You didn't even watch be, the video, yeah. but you saw the promotion for it. Right. That counts. Exactly, yep. That could be that, yeah. If you got $10,000, you could get you a few million views on a video. It's not that complicated. Let me see the analytics. Yeah. Just to see the... The re- whatever the real engagement yeah. is, like, that's what it is. So exactly. I, th- I think I found the value in that, like, versus having a thousand fans versus having a hundred people who really fuck with what you're doing. Like, it's way more Pure. powerful. Pure, like, yeah. Yeah, like, they really gonna tap in, they gonna buy the merch, they gonna come to the shows, they gonna... It's like those people that ask for followers, like, you're asking for followers, subscribers, or whatever, like, why don't you just let it be organically so that way the people that subscribe to your share are not Actually just give there. Actually, yeah. yeah, not just there to just be a number. Like, they can tap in, listen to your shit. I'd rather yeah. have that than, like, a thousand. I'd rather have a hundred loyal that are tapping into the content than a thousand fake, like, ghostwriters, you know, yeah. like, ghost Are you guys familiar followers. with Fora? P-H-O-R-A? Mm-hmm. 
He's a like rapper singer from California, and he is crazy. He's all underground. Like he started shipping shirts out of his basement type shit, and like not a lot of people know about him. But this yeah. motherfucker is rich. Like he same shit with Russ. Like Russ, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. sort of. Like, he's not Russ on story. Russ's level, but it's like no, no, no. But Russ was eating independently, so that's the only reason yeah. that I make the comparison. Because whenever you like, it's a guy from his basement who has this great following, but the world don't even know who he is yet. But he gets yeah, paid. This he, yeah. he has a, a Lambo, a Range Rover, all matching colors and yeah, shit. Like, like he's living. Yeah, like it's not crazy to think that if you can get forty five hundred people. Like, even at a locally level, if you can get 4,500 people to pay attention to what the fuck you're doing, you can mm-hmm. live a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah, and he probably like, is happier than your famous artist because it's just, like, yeah. all this fame I mean, and he shit. does I mean, do a lot of depressing-ass music, but... <laughs> I mean, you look at Britney Spears, bro. Like, they they re- they just released, I think, a documentary on her, and yeah. her story is, like, damn. Like, I Britney haven't watched Spears? it. Yeah, I did haven't watched it. Did you see it? I, I no, watched that you shit. You did? It blew my mind, yeah. Man, I was, like... I just saw, like, a glance on it, and I'm, like, damn, I'm not too familiar with the story, but I know, like her dad had to do a lot with controlling her and like she pretty much was like a puppet and like she you remember like whenever Britney Spears was like lit for real like whenever she was having her run like, like she was popping is that like, the one that cut her hair yeah, yeah like okay. okay so but think about the moment that you said whenever he thinks Britney Spears that's the crazy girl who cut her hair so in the documentary whenever they tell the story of what was actually happening in the moment when paparazzi got that picture they like every time something happened with Britney the paparazzi was catching her in like situations where she had valid reasons to be upset or lash out, but they painted it like she was crazy on drugs and drunk. And they was like, you know, she was leaving a custody hearing with her, um, with her kid's dad and he wouldn't let her see the kids. They didn't want, so she was upset. She kept telling the paparazzi, stop following me, stop following me. And then she lashes out. Mm. So it, it led up to it. But the way that we remember it is, oh, she crazy. She shaved her hair. She was outside tripping, going crazy. But that wasn't see, we, even what happened. Exactly. And we just Damn. don't put, so, put ourselves in. What a judgmental in. dick I am. No, no, no. Yeah. And I don't think you different from nobody else who saw those tabloids and was like, oh, Britney losing her shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like in these moments, whenever they do those documentaries and show what's really going on. I wonder on, if they like, did my guy Cat Williams like that. Because that motherfucker yeah. was looking or crazy. David Chappelle. David Chappelle oh, too. Well, David Chappelle was the one who made it through that shit, though. Yeah, like he made it. Cat Williams is like, he looks smoked out. Oh, he yeah. looks like, he's like, just in a different fuck. place in his mind now, and it's but, crazy. But you, do you think it's more of because of the the actual like medium paparazzis, and they're just trying to make this bad image of? I put it to an extent on maybe that. they don't like Cat Williams, and they're like, I don't just, even just think it's Cat Williams. I think or, with anybody like we in, in just, cancel culture, like if you make the smallest mistake, they'll find a reason to. What what was it that Jay Z said? Or it might have been a Batman quote or some shit. You live long enough, they'll paint you to be the villain. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like if you make it far enough, they'll they'll turn on you. They will. First they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. Like Kevin Hart, he went through all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? He was oh, he's amazing. We want to see all these shows he do. Oh, he cheated on his wife. Oh, he said this shit about the LGBT. Oh, he's canceled. He's out of here. Then you drop another special on Netflix. And then, oh, that I Kevin, love Kevin Hart. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's like they do shit like that, and it's like. I think that... Oh, T.I. and Tiny are going through it right now. I think that's going to be some wild shit. I think they're going to do that like that... Uh, what? what the, they're going to throw a divorce or some shit? No, they got like uh, <laughs> allegedly... Some wild sex ring shit. Yeah. yeah. Like they were on some... Some drugging people. On some Rick Ross, I, I put a pill on her drink and she ain't even know it type shit. For real? It's some crazy what? shit. What? They, they was doing a good job at like sweeping it under the rug, but they brought that shit right back to life. So it's crazy. But I think wow. Hollywood and the, the shit but that we man, don't know about. Uh, that that's to me that's like mind blowing. Like what the fuck? Like how do you? So they were drugging people. Well, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, I think what happens is that these artists get like such. I'm not saying this is true, but like they may just get such a big ego that when like a girl says no. They just do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that. That's why all these 
rappers get fucking who Kodak, uh, like a bunch uh, of artists. Take off from the Migos, like they all pop up with these random sexual assault cases. Like it's it's wild shit. But I, I do believe in what you say, where it's like the ego to where you think you invincible and everything in the world belongs to you because you you made a certain amount of money and life right. is pretty much free. You, you know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. No, I think yeah. it's it's unfortunate the way that it plays out, but we see a whole lot of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like with the sexual assault shit, it's like, yeah, they they think they they own the rights to whatever you are just because I'm that guy and I got money. It's, it's right. whatever I say. That's what it is. Man, it's ruthless, man. You got to be prepared mentally. And Hollywood is evil. I yeah. think I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in all, everything that go on in, in Hollywood <sighs> with the movies and the music and even the sports, everything, like politics, all of it. I think it's a bunch of evil shit behind the scenes that we don't even realize, like, I'm a conspiracy theorist. When this shit with COVID happened and then even the shit with the winter storm, I was one of those people that was online. Like, they fucking with the weather machine. Like, they, mm, they, they make that. They, they like, be making yeah. them clouds and shit. <laughs> okay, but, so you feel... You know, In my like, mind, I'm uh, like, they fucking with the who machine. Who the fuck was like, it that was telling me about... Uh, they make those shit. The snow in Texas. There was people, like, putting lighters up to it and it wouldn't, it wouldn't melt. melt. Yeah. They and and yes, yeah, no, Texas shouldn't even be receiving snow. I wouldn't be surprised though if they can control the weather. Are their structure like the way they have like their pipelines? A lot of pipelines busted and stuff, and they're not like their structure is not like for like those. Kind they of weren't weathers. ready. They weren't, they weren't ready. ready. Yeah, so it's like so. Let's fucking, hit these little motherfuckers with this. Yeah, yeah like that what? shit with the electricity was like sick. But I think even the shit that we found out here in Oklahoma with them uh, doing the power surges, so that mm-hmm. the areas where the people it's classism because the people who make more money you don't want to inconvenience them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Areas like Nichols Hills or Fall Far into Emmett or Gallardia, they won't lose their power, but they'll make sure that we lose it so it, it doesn't lose in these areas. Because they're paying more. Yeah, it's classism. I'm like, and that's fucked up because we mm-hmm. we are hardworking nine to five citizens. I deserve to have and my lights working, taxes. my water running. Yeah, like, exactly. But because they make more money than me, is we gonna make sure that they comfortable. It's fucked up. That's life though. Capitalist was well, uh, at least here in the United States. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. Like. No, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of shit, but man, yeah, I, I do believe on the Hollywood shit that. Can you uh talk? I Stay saw that video that. where you were talking about how you just quit your job one day. Yeah, talk um, about that. How you just? Yeah. I was working like three jobs at the time. Like I was, I was really giving my all, trying to put out uh my project, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and I was learning about the cost of um. I'm always big on trying to make the quality next level each go around. So it's like I started finding out about actual studios, mixing and mastering. Um, it's a lot of lot of dough. You got to drop. Like I'm telling you, like I'm not an artist, and I already know. Like <laughs> you feel me? You know, it's like you can't you can't just go in the studio, pay the base rate, take the MP3 version, and run to SoundCloud or streaming. Now, of course, you can, but it's like if you really shoot for quality, that's not the way that you want to do it. So it's like learning that you learn. Okay, I might have to pay two hundred some odd dollars a month for a studio membership. Then turn around and pay $30 an hour for an engineer fee. Then pay another 150 per song to get it mixed. Then they're going to charge you another fee to master it. And then you have to make sure that it's all sound quality level for, like, Apple and all this other shit. So it's like, you know, I, w- I was just grinding, like, trying to make the shit work so bad. Like, I was so frustrated trying to make everything work. And I went to work one day at this cleaning service that I was working at. And um, I was scrubbing the toilets, mopping the floors, everything. Whatever they asked me to mm-hmm. do, I was doing that shit. And this lady had stayed late one day at work, and she was telling me, um, she was like, she, you know, whenever somebody is working in the workspace, so you don't go in and clean it like water in there taking calls and shit. It's like a, a office building type setting. So I didn't go in there and bother. Well, she comes out like whenever she finished her shit, and she was like, um, you need to come in here and sweep this floor and do. But it was like the way that she was talking to me. It's mm-hmm. like you was like, fuck that. I'm out. Like it's it's one thing I was doing it for my dream, but I don't need this shit. And I'm not going to let you talk to me like I'm no type of lesser than mm-hmm. just because I'm, I'm working here sweeping the floors and shit. Like, 
I'm one of those people that it's like I greet the CEO and the dude who clean the bathrooms the same way. Like, we all human beings, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was just the way that she handled me that was just like, this ain't it. Like, mm-hmm. and I called it that day, you know what I'm saying? So that was the last day I went to work. It just, it blew my eyes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a good job. I think people need to do that more often because yeah. that makes those dickheads be less dickheads, I think. Like, Hell yeah. A lot of times people are like, oh, like, I'll be the one to flip out on some shit like that. Like, even if I know the dude is rich and he might be giving us a lot of jobs, I'm like, man, fuck you if you're talking to me a certain way. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, you, you're tripping out. But it's like, no, that dude shouldn't be just because we're workers. You shouldn't be talking to us it's like you're... Principle. And like you said, like when it's rich people, they think that it's like, well, not all rich people, but like uh, the majority, they, they, they're like, I got money. So you're going to do what I say type shit, you know, or they don't they're used to, like you said, the water pipes or whatever. They had water. You yeah, know? They weren't and, uncomfortable in their yeah, life. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like they're used to people catering to them. So yeah, it's like they getting their ass kissed a lot. It's like whatever they say, go. That's the lifestyle that they lead. But it's like the little people like us who who keep those companies afloat, it's like, you got to put some respect on those people's names. Like, yep. and I, I don't give a fuck what lane I'm in at my job. Like, I'm, I'm just going to respect everybody. Some, I always live by the motto that even if I don't love you, somebody somewhere love you. And I'm going to mm-hmm. treat you like I know that. You know what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. long as you'll never give me a reason not to, it's like, even if it's like, I'm not well invested into you. I know that whenever you go home, you got a mother, you got sisters, brothers, you got, somebody cares about you somewhere. Mm-hmm. I live your life like you know that. You know Dang, what I'm saying? That's another level of empathy right there. For but real. It's, it's some real shit. It's like, even if I don't feel that way, like, everybody got a mama. I think about yeah. how my mama would feel if I didn't come home. So I know your mama, like, even if y'all ain't on the best terms, like, somebody somewhere give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I got to treat you like that's true, even if I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to always put a certain amount of respect on it as a human being because somebody mm-hmm. somewhere loves you. Like, yeah. That's true. That's true. Damn. Some real shit right there. For real. Um, so, man. So you... You've done a couple of shows. You got that couple of albums on the work. Um, what has been some of your like best collaborations? Like somebody that you like, damn, I love working with that person. Um, the Joey Sativa does like all my mixing and mastering for my albums, and it's like a. Do you go to a specific studio? I was going to Castle Row for a Castle while. Row. Like you know, if you're in Oklahoma City, like that's the known studio. Mm-hmm. Like. That's the great one to go to. But, like, if financially, if it's something you can't do, you got to figure shit out. Because, it's like we said, it's costly to make shit, make plays. this quality. It, it costs money. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's all a money game. So whenever, like, like I said, I quit one of my jobs. So my budget wasn't what it was before. I had to find a way to still keep the ball rolling. Like, Joey was a guy who I met through those creative networking. He, he's an artist, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he had respect for what I did. I had respect for what he did. And he didn't have no problem, like, trying to help me along the way. But it's, like, creatively the way that we approach music, he's a guy who can see sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, my approach to my artistry is different. Like, I like being a songwriter. That's mm-hmm. really my my gift. I want Are you old school or do you write them on your phone? No, I'm old school, pen and pad. It's oh, something about... That's AV right there. Yeah. I know that AV would ask that question. <laughs> it's something about the way it feels. Like, oh. the pen to the pad, I, I have to do it. I'm just not... It don't hit the same it on doesn't. my phone. Like, I have to write it on the pen and pad. Because you, you wrote a song, too, and it was on the paper, huh? Oh, yeah, man. Because I, I journal, too, yeah. even if uh, people yeah. say some pussy shit. I don't care. I don't know. You should. Like, miss, they... The world painted like that, but mental health is important. You know what I'm saying? I don't know so why I've seen it. Yeah, like but that. somebody said if you have like if you. Oh, and I challenge people to journal. That's a yeah. uncomfortable like to, for you to sit down and really write what you're feeling about yourself, yeah. and not a lot of motherfuckers can do it. I, I don't think. I don't know it's... why it's so taboo to like be honest about your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I try to even whenever I resist it, I try to always double back and be honest about what I really feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I think that's important 
for you to function in a world that we live in day to day, like a certain level of honesty will take you very far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like everybody go through their little, they little bullshit white lies here and there. That just come with life. But it's like for the most part, at your core, are you honest about who you mm-hmm. are and everything is going on? And you know uh, I've been reading this book. It's called The 12 uh, Rules of Life, Laws of Life. And that's one of the laws is all... Be honest if you're uh, don't uh, be honest and if uh, at least don't lie. That's the, that's what he was saying. So if if you're not gonna uh, just be honest, at least don't lie. But that was the he said that at the at the worst times, being honest is really the only thing that that helps. Mm-hmm. So like let's say somebody is in a deep hole and they don't know what the fuck to do. It's like their last resort. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being honest is the only the best thing to do. Like. Bro, I fucked up, you know, yeah, yeah. this and that. Save me a lot of times, like... <laughs> instead, you know, instead of just fucking running off and not talking to the person or whatever the fuck, like... But I'm a- bad at that, too. Like, if I'm honest, sometimes, like, if I really get in my emotions, I'm a person who I'll shut down. You know what I'm saying? It's not always easy to have the communication part first. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I got to sit with it, you know, with two days to really figure out mm-hmm. how the fuck I'm feeling before I come back and have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I what I'm saying is, out. like, when you fuck up, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say you fuck up, so... Uh, you know you fucked up, yeah. but a lot of people will not, they'll try to lie about it. or they'll oh, not acknowledge what they're wrong. Yeah, they'll yeah, lie okay. about it. So it's better to just be honest, yeah. tell the truth. That person is going to be like, okay, well, at least this motherfucker told the truth. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Or you might get punched in the face. I don't know. <laughs> but you, y'all ever seen uh, Yes Man with Jim Carrey? I have he I goes have. to like a um a self help seminar, and the whole point of the seminar is that you become a person who says yes to every opportunity to become your way, and it creates these this um this this stream of events that you never thought would happen in your life, like this manifestation. Guy comes, yeah, like you start to manifest shit by saying yes to everything that comes to you. So he mm. starts taking like pilot lessons and going on vacations <laughs> and getting like foreign exchange wives. Like he starts doing all this crazy shit just because he's saying yes to everything in life. But like it makes him somebody new by not being afraid to try new shit. Like, mm. It's wild, but I believe in stuff like that, too, like, because you never know what opportunities you miss by fear. Like, I think fear is, like, the most, par- like, paralyzing shit ever. Like, people mm-hmm. get so caught up in that, the shit that they're scared to do. So I'm always a person that's committed to being, like, even if I'm scared, I'm going to try. Even yeah. if I'm going to fall on my face, like, I'm going to go outside and try. I'm going to say yes to every opportunity just to see, even if I lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think once you accept the fact that you don't always win, it kind of... You embrace yeah, because your mind can be your your enemy. It can talk yeah. you out of shit. Like it make you doubt sometimes, and it kind of prevents you from trying shit you want to try. Because you're like, man, what if I fail? Like, especially if you're scared of failure, then I mean, that's something I'm on the same way. Like if I if I'm interested in something new and I don't know shit about it, but I, I'm interested in it, I'm yeah. gonna jump into it and figure it out. You know, you never know what that shit exactly, will take you. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, with this shit, I mean, it was like. I don't know if I'm going to be a good host. I don't know if I'm going to come up with good questions, but I was like, I'm going to buy a couple of mics. And I was at my apartment, so I was like, I'm going to buy a couple of mics, interview somebody, and see how it goes. And, I mean, episode 67 is this one right here, so. Yeah, and you never know, like, what in preparation, like, even if even if you see this as the end goal, you never know what paths will change in this. Like, somebody can mm-hmm. find this podcast and think, oh, he has a great speaking voice. You know what I'm saying? He's a great conversationalist. MTV might call you to host a segment, and you'd be like, damn, I never knew that just me doing the podcast with my homie will take me to an opportunity like mm-hmm. that, just being prepared, being in a routine, yep. like, doing the work. You never yeah. know where that shit Just because you, like, you took, you made the decision to, like, I'm going to do this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah just because you tried. Shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with that. So you said the, so he's your producer? 
the person oh, you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. He's Joey, um, uh, Joey, Joey Yeah, he's my engineer. He so does he's all a, my mixing like, master and shit. Like he, a good person. To, he's like a guru. He does all the shit. Like he's yeah. an artist, but he really is invested in like his mixing and mastering and like me learning quality and the way that you roll out a project and the way that it's supposed to sound in your car versus in your headphones. Mm-hmm. Like. I think you have to have an ear for that shit. Some people throw yeah. out quality levels of whatever. They don't know how the fuck that shit's supposed to be mixed. They just think because they got the song on the track, it's good to go. And it's like, nah, some people really want to hear it in the right amount of yeah. quality. So I learned a lot of that shit from him. Like, you know, just sending him mixes and saying, like, we sit down and have conversations. Like, what is the mood of this? Like, what do you want people to feel whenever they hear this song? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, do you want it to be spaced out, airy, like something dark? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that you want them to feel when they hear it? And it makes you look at your music different. It's like, damn, what is the emotion behind this track? Like, So he taught me different shit like that. Um, Trey Savage is another guy. He's a producer and an artist, too. I love his beats. Like, he's he's dope with sampling. He always send me his beat packs and just let me shift through the shit. And, like, you know, like I said, I, I work. I don't have, like, the biggest budget. And I'm not, like, the most popular person. But it's, like, the people who really love the art of the music, they don't mind fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I, I love running into people like that who, like, are really our fans of the art creatively and what they do and it's like uh you know as long as you you keep working it's all it's a matter of like waiting your turn you know what i'm saying like like it's with us if we want to get out there we just got to wait our turn keep putting the work and like you know it'll come eventually so how do you map out like content wise because like right now you have the album going on so like what would be your next move to be like all right how do i keep this ball rolling yeah i'm a um i'm an artist artist at the end of the day it's like the same shit that we see with our favorite artists on tv like I go in my mind and I say, okay, if I'm going to drop this album, I want to shoot these singles. Like, and sometimes I'll pick some songs, but then I'll wait and let the album have like a few, couple months just to see Mm -hmm. what people gravitate to naturally. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if those are the ones, then I'll shoot a video for those and I'll start rolling them out just to keep them entertained while I'm preparing the next batch of shit to drop. So, I mean, that's really my approach to it. I try to do it like the artists I love do it. I try to model my career after theirs. Like, I love the fact that you can prepare for an album and in preparation creatively however you do it like whenever j cole did born center mm-hmm. you remember like there wasn't a lot of videos prior to the album he just kept dropping those clips with the horns and him in the mm-hmm. church like uh it looked very it like cinematic set- like yeah. but it's not telling you a lot about the music it's mm-hmm. just getting you intrigued that he's coming with something new right so i love doing shit like that kind of giving people yeah yeah i like uh the way schoolboy q was rolling out his shit for a while too i don't know if you're familiar with schoolboy yeah. q yeah he was doing like some uh I guess T.I. did it, too. Like, he was doing, like, uh, those film uh, music videos. Like, it's like a short film type shit. So those are, yeah, that's dope. That's like um, creative like that. Every single project that I do, I try to start with, like, a movie-type trailer. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, on my YouTube, for the last album that I dropped, like, there's a movie preview for each one. Kind of, like, to tell the story creatively, the direction that I was going in. Like, this last one is, um, it's, like, me packing up my bags, going to the Greyhound station, and, like, like basically leaving town. You know what I'm saying? I themed it around Dionne Warwick's uh, San Jose song. And it's basically just a song that's like all the artists who, like all the stars who never were are parking cars and pumping gas. Like it's a bar in the song. And it's like the people who never tried, the people who never chased their dreams, they won't be anything. You know what I'm saying? But if you leave everything you know, go to Hollywood in a week or two, they might make you a star. It's the possibility of what might happen. But it's mm-hmm. a song like about if you don't try. You know what I'm saying? Like do you know the way to San Jose? Because it's like, this is where I'm loved. This is what makes me everything that I am because it's not home. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Do you know the story? I mean, it's probably, do you know the story of Drake Bell? The, the guy that did Drake and Josh? I don't know if you guys are familiar. Mm-hmm. Drake and Josh? I know the show, but I don't know the okay, story. Okay, so yeah. he, after he did the show of Drake and Josh, he wanted to become an artist, and he did. He had a little bit of success, but he fell off. Had a lot of controversy, 
had a couple of DUIs. Um, so he went back, went to a university to perform in uh, North Carolina. He got thrown some stuff, just got booed out. He was like, man, I don't know what to do. So what he ended up doing is he found, I don't know how the hell he found it, but he found some way, a crowd in a different state, in a different country, more like it. He right now is, he's famous over there in Mexico, bro. <laughs> Selling out shows. Wow. And he's made his career. He's, See, his driver's I, license is Mexico, That's bro. why I don't be tripping. If I get deported, I'm going to go uh, get so a crack like, over there. He was like, <laughs> bottom line is I never gave up on my dreams. And it's like, in the least You gotta moment. find a way man He like, found a way That's why like, I, like uh, On the last episode We were talking about The cancel culture Or whatever yeah. Like I personally don't give a fuck About the cancel culture Cause like It's I'm not a, real I'm gonna find it Something to do You know what I'm saying Like if, that's if not, You're not gonna get canceled Yeah like I'm not gonna get canceled What the fuck are you talking about Like I'm gonna find something to do yeah. Like yeah. Whether it's cutting hair And fucking Talking shit in the barbershop Or you know whatever Like I, I feel like the cancel culture Is more like for people that I don't know, like, want to get... Yeah, I guess I'm not an artist. That's why I don't You have to rely on, like... You have to rely on the public perception. That's the only way that they can really stop you. It's the same way you could say, like, if I stop this, I can still go cut hair. I can still go shoot video. You can mm-hmm. still survive behind the scenes. Yeah. You don't depend on just the public consumption. Being famous that's not or, the only way yeah, that you yeah, keep yeah. shit going. Yeah. And that's how Especially, you keep it rolling, yep, yeah. Yep. Especially when you get the bag and you start investing your money and making sure you have multiple sources of income, then, yeah. like... Yeah, if you want to cancel me, then I'm going to still the, find the my way. The residual shit, like we were saying, the passive income. Yeah. Like that's what it's all about. That money that keeps making it like whenever you sleep. That way, even the, if you stumble. One way that I uh, like it clicked to me, Dame Dash, he said, uh, you have to find a way to let your artist artistry breathe. So, like, that way you don't got to rush your art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you might have to find something to fund your art. That way you don't got to rush it. Yeah. So, to me, that's like... Yeah, that's genius. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, we don't necessarily have to be making money off this podcast yet. Like, let's fund it first. Let's let's. It's like our baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't want to. Yeah, just take care of it, and then eventually it'll make the money. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it tells you that because for the for the Drake. Yeah, I mean, Dame Dash put Jay Z on, so he yeah. must be. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, it tells you because I would not expect Drake Bell to be. Like popping in Mexico, so that tells you like. But that's good that he was creative. He didn't just say like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm done. Yeah. I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. He found his crowd, and it's like Latin Maybe America. Just pop a bunch of perks. <laughs> Latin America just fucks with it. You know what I'm saying? So it, there is a crowd, and if anything, you know, if you the music is there, there's gonna be a crowd for it. You know, it's just a same matter. shit with that with real Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever he Driz- did the grassy shit, like and it didn't. <laughs> and see, that's fucked up because Drake Bell was Drake before. Uh... Yeah, like he he had a TV run for real, so yeah. it's like small world. But like with Drake, whenever he was doing that Degrassi shit, it was cool, and then he tried to invest the TV money into doing that. Um, the uh, the song with Trey Songs, and he had like he was talking about how he spent the money out of his own pocket and loans that he took out off the TV mm-hmm. money to be able to shoot that video. And he was like, you know, I wanted to make it look like I was there with the money that I was making from TV, but it wasn't enough. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So he was like, but I kept grinding, finding people who made beats yeah. and networking uh, and making connections. But you like, know how crazy it is because that moment when Drake was you know collabing with uh, Trey Songs, like Trey Songs was the big artist, but now Drake is Drake. You know, yeah. It's crazy how like it just turns. Well, he has a bar about that shit, like the girl in the car playing the song, saying yeah. he never be as big as Trey Songs. Boy, was she yeah. wrong? Like, yeah, like that's, that's crazy. some real shit. It's like you really sat in the car with girls, and they told you, "Oh, it's imagine cool. that girl, she's punching the air right now." You she's feel fucking... me? Like, and I'm sure that there's hella stories. Like, even the artists with the egos who don't even tell the story. I think that 
that's the shit that we talking about with honesty. Like the world needs to hear the stories like that to know that that shit is real. It's not overnight. Exactly. It's a long fucked up process. People, people doubt you. Everybody won't see it for what you're doing. Like everybody won't embrace that shit. But I think that those are the stories that keep you human. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, yeah, anything you go outside and do, they be like, Oh, that shit is cool, but it ain't that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and I think, I mean, man, most artists, they, they all had to sacrifice and like, like let's say we hear these artists like like uh, Pooh Chaisty right now, heavy. Yeah. Uh, so right now he's shining. People are like, oh, he he's a uh, one hit wonder. But really, we don't know the, all the all the bullshit he had to go through to just get, to get there. Yeah, just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's crazy. So it's it's, it's just real wild. shit. But in, in some people like a lot of artists, especially like street guys that are like men of few words. They take it on the chin and you'll never hear the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the life that they're accustomed to living. It come with the struggle. It come with the fucked up shit. Like, what, what's the point in telling the sad part for us? Like, I'm mm-hmm. here now. You know what I'm saying? But I think that to keep, I, I guess for the dreamer and me, like, I love hearing stories like that. Whenever Will Smith tells his come up or Steve Harvey, yeah, like, you sleeping have to study. in a car. Or, you like, you know, study. like, there was times when I didn't have the money to go do a comedy show and, like, God made a play for me last minute to have 80 bucks to be able to catch this flight and do this. Like, we need to hear stories like that. It's real people out here grinding, going through shit. Like, Tyler Perry is a billionaire, but he slept in his car writing those plays. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so many stories that it's like, if you really heard what them people went through just to get to where they at, you would keep going. There's there's beauty in the struggle. Like, that's really, that's facts. Because I feel like that's the times where you're going to be the most excited and, like, happy about like your first time doing different things. Cause like yeah. imagine a, a Diddy or a, like this, imagine what he has to do to get excited. Like what yeah. the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like just... the man who has done it all, seen it all. Like what else is there? And I think that those are the people like once they get, and I think those are the things that make people like Diddy and like master P and like Jay Z to an extent, like such family men, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, cause those are the only things that can bring you joy. It's like, these are my kids. Like, I made all the money. Their life is great. They don't have to want for nothing. It's like, what else? Is, I drove every car. I vacationed everywhere. Like, I lived in uh, all types of houses. A couple of private like, jets. Like, what else? What else can make me happy other than, like, maybe my kid learning his first words today? I couldn't buy that. That's something that I couldn't mm-hmm. pay for. Whenever I come home, my kids are jumping up and down in the living room happy to see me. I couldn't buy that type of love. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Damn, so I better go get some kids, because if not... <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, bro. Fucking, you know, at some point, you gotta, yeah. it's gotta be something I'm, to bring I'm, you I'm, I'm gonna be 35, 40, trying to get a rollie and I, shit. I think you know, it, I man, that's one, that's very important. I think it's time, too, because, like, yeah, you can make money and lose money, but you can get that shit back. What you can't get back is time. Yeah. So you gotta, like, live in the moment, and when you have those, like, unforgettable moments like treasure that shit you know and what I'm like saying? for so us shit. right now we're young young so we can like we have the energy to be able to chase our dreams like right. it's gonna come a time where even as much as we want to we're not gonna have the energy exactly and that's older I, we're gonna yeah. be you know so right now that we have the energy is the time to like why that, you have it to go why the juice is in the tank like exactly tank like, no more. like I that. traveling is one of my things and i remember we had this conversation in one of the podcasts where he was like nah because i'm like i don't want to travel broke but it's like yeah, well, but, it's not that I don't want to travel. It's that I don't want to travel and have to come back to bullshit in real life. You know, like but, but I respect I wanna, it. Like I want to be I'm, able. I'm with you. I respect how I, he feels. But I, I, I get it. Like, I, I'd rather yeah. like like travel once I'm already like it's set. I got once you got uh, it, you don't got to think about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that, I don't want to come I, back and be like fuck. Like but I missed a week of work. And, like, yeah. yeah, but that, that's the thing. It's like. To that, to me, there's a balance, right? Because I get where he wants. To, I want to be in that level too. I mean, we all want to be in that yeah. level, but it's like, like, am I 
and while I'm in my twenties, like I went to this place and damn, it was a, like, I went to Mexico, like uh, in December and like, yeah. it was my first time there. I was like, damn, that shit's unforgettable. So I, I treasured that. Yeah. I came back broke and I had a fucking hustle, but I mean, you. I took advantage of time and I was like, man, I need a vacation. So I'm going to do it. Pissed in Mexico. Like, man, I'm going to come back and be broke and have to and edit that, all this that, that was motivating, bro. Like to me, I was like, I want to go back. You, no, but next time shit. I go back, I want to be in a better position. So like, yeah, I that, think about shit like that. I went to, um, I went to Puerto Rico for my birthday I'm, one year. I'm and it from was there. Like, I'm um, going for yo, my birthday. I, I love it. When, and I ain't never shit. been nobody who just had hella money. So it was just like coming back and I, it's a fucked up mentality, but it's like, Coming back being broke just wasn't the the top of the list of my worries because it's like shit. I was broke when I left. I you can make money back. You it's can't like make I'm gonna time. keep working my job when I come back. I so think, I respect it. Like as far as the financial responsibility aspect, I get what you're saying one thousand percent. But you had a great time. With Unforgettable. The experience. Yeah. Like I I got to smoke weed on the beach in in midnight. Just sit and look at the ocean. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I I took a a fucking van ride up to the top of the mountain and walked through the rainforest. Like. Life changing shit. shit. It's like talking crazy. to an old ass Puerto Rican guy, and he's like, you know, it's power in the waters and the rainforest. When you walk in it, you'll be young forever. When you go back to the yeah. United States, you, you feel it. You, like, you feel it. I mean, look real, at Darwin. Like, he looks like he's fucking seventeen. Real, <laughs> it's like real urban legends and like power and the things that these people say. And I'm not one of those people who just blow it off like it don't mean nothing. It's like no, it's it's power and so, shit. So like yeah, because like, like yeah. for if it takes me ten years to pop and be financially free, then like damn. 10 years it took me to travel to these places I wanted to go. Nah, like I want to do it now. And then eventually when I get to that place where I'm financially free, then I can do it on a balling status, I guess. You, you can know? do it real, like, but I want to, I want to experience the whole, like, tra- like those memories. Cause it's like, you don't get it again. Yeah, you don't like, get that just, time again. Yeah, I like, spent too much. I, I spent too much money on weed. I guess. No, I, I, hey, and I'm gonna do that too. Like, when, I flew to Miami one time to do a show. Fucked up, broke then, but it was like you know, chasing this shit. It's like I want to rap, and if it's people in the club that are willing to let me come rap, I'm gonna go rap. So it's like you had to do this, uh, this voter thing. Like submit your shit, have people vote to get you selected for the open mic night, and they'll come let you perform. And I ended up like winning the shit. So I went out there and did it. Like we stayed. It wasn't even like a nice ass hotel. Like we didn't do Miami like you do Miami. It mm-hmm. was like me and a couple of my cousins. We it was just Mi- out there. Miami on a budget. Miami <laughs> on a budget. Like we made it to the beach, but it's like we didn't get to cruise down South Beach in a Bentley. Like we we had TGI Fridays and and we saw to go went to go put our yeah. feet in the sand for like an hour. We didn't do Miami the way that you're supposed to do Miami. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, I feel what you're saying. Whenever you like, whenever I'm up, I'll double back and do South Beach like I'm supposed Tight, to. Yeah, you know. But yeah. I appreciate that experience of just seeing you Miami. Had- being somebody from Enid, Oklahoma that never seen a beach exactly. in real life. Like, it's crazy. Because to me, yeah, I don't want to live with that regret. At least for me, it's, it's it's not everybody's priority. But for me, it's like, it's one, you know, that I want to do. And I don't want to live with that regret. Like, damn, why didn't I do it younger? Like, you know, I don't want to live with regret. So that's Are like. Are you from Oklahoma City? No, I'm bo- I was born in Puerto Rico. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Okay. So, okay. Then you already well-versed in seeing the world. It's like. If you never, like, some people get so caught up, and y'all got to think about it, like, being here in Oklahoma and these people from these small towns, like Guthrie, people who never going to fucking leave, like, Sepulpa or shit like Mm -hmm. that. It's like, it's people who will be there their whole life. Never even imagine seeing the beaches of Puerto Rico. Never even imagine seeing the beach in Miami. That's not, they cool with wrangling the cows and the horses, and that's going to be life as they know it. They going to grow older and take their granddad's farm. Like, that's life. And I'm like, I never wanted to mentally be those people to where my surrounding was enough for me. I always wanted to have a desire to see the world. Exactly. Like, Like, I can make Oklahoma my home, and that's the plan, but... Shit, I want to buy a house in Puerto Rico. It's so that way much I can out just go there. over there. Like, like, I want to take a month. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, Mexico is one of the goals too. Like, uh, my go-to places right now is Puerto Rico, Mexico. I want to go back. I want to go to Tulum. I want to explore that place. I want to. Ah, man, don't don't get me yeah, started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, 
That's, nah, that shit in Puerto Rico is, is very real. Cause like whenever I took that van like up to the top of the mountain, he was showing us the houses in the mountain, and he was telling us like how rent wasn't even that expensive there. He was like, you know, realistically, for a thousand dollar mortgage, you could have a, a mansion in the mountains. Like he was, was like, Puerto Rico, so the, peaceful the that value of money is not the same. It's like you come outside and you see the ocean, and you're literally living off the side of a mountain. And this is life every day. Like, Darwin says that in the hood, they don't even pay rent; they just find a house, we didn't pay. and go. Yeah, in we, didn't pay the, we didn't pay. We didn't pay. We didn't pay the water or life for years. Not even rent, bro. <laughs> To be honest, yeah. So we we find it however we can, bro. Because I mean, the government's already fucked so fucking us yeah. up. So it's like, are we gonna get you back? Like, you, in any way I can. So we did that for years. So I mean, that's but, wild. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely like the plan. Like, to, one of my goals is also to like buy a house close to the beach and man, yeah. Airbnb it. And then whenever I want to take a month, boom, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Other it, than uh, music, what are you into? Um, film shit. Like if you seen, if you checked out my music videos, you'll know. Like I love cinematography. Like my favorite movies is like Goodfellas and fucking Belly and uh, Bronx Tale. Like just the the old school gangster films. And it's not even for the shit that everybody loves and for like the cliche gangster shit. I really love the way that they shot those movies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Hype Williams shot Belly, right? Yeah, like um, direct. Yeah, Hype Williams, Little X, like people who just change visually what you're seeing, like the way that they lit at the angles and the way that they shoot things. Like it's just if you truly are a fan of like the artist cinematography, you'll learn to love angles and lighting and, and crazy shit like that. It's like a lot shit of people, that people don't, don't pay even attention pay attention to, to whatever exactly. they watch TV. You don't even yeah. care about that shit. But it's like in music, learning the way that that shit affects everything that you do. You find an appreciation for the art. So for me, I was always like, you know, realistically, whenever I get some money, I want to do like my own IBA films, like and have my own channel where I can do my own movies from different genres and shit like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Chris Brown directs his own music videos, which yeah. is, uh, I think Chris Brown is the GOAT. Like, Chris Brown is amazing. So he does that too? He Yeah, a lot of his videos, he's, he's directed. He's directed like, for other people too. Like, that yeah, boy. He's, he's, he's like people like that. Those are the people who are like necessary out here. Like the whenever we talk about like the Jay Zs, the Beyonces, the Chris Browns, the people who didn't just do it and it wasn't for like a moment, we'll still be talking about the shit that they did like 10, 20 years. But Chris you know, uh, Chris like, Brown to me is the goat because that motherfucker can dance, he can sing, rap. he can. It's like what? Play. He, he can, can hold, dunk. He can hold. Jay Z can't dunk. He does graffiti. Um, you name it, man. Uh, he was gonna knock the, the fuck out of Soldier Boy. Uh, uh, one uh, thing I'm saying is like boys. like you. Not anybody can just come fight. back from beating up Brianna. Like, he came back from that. But, you know, I think his approach was some shit that, like, the industry never saw before. Because he was somebody who embraced the bad boy image. He really did take the Bobby Brown route. Because it's like, once we find out that you're not the kid, the boy next door, it's not this picture-perfect lifestyle. Because, you know, he was doing that double mint commercial and all that shit. Like, Chris Brown was, like, the, the pop king. He was really, like, on that Justin Bieber fast yeah, track yeah, yeah. to being, like, doing $100 so, million on an album. Like, he was on his way there. That was the only stain on his resume. Like... So that right there uh, is what made him the. Is that maybe after when he started doing the whole? Bl- uh, he was, he was blood, blood and all and that shit. Like he embraced the bad boy image. Like whenever it was like start hanging around with Tyga. Like yeah, because talking he, about snapbacks and tattoos. He yeah. went everywhere on every show and apologized for a year, and it just it, it, whenever it wasn't connecting, he did what he knew and he started making hits again. And that's and I feel like the same so shit we're talking about with the cancel culture. If you keep doing the shit that you was doing prior to, great, they gonna forget it. Nah. He kept coming back with hits and it. Shit, yeah, like, hey, even I like though, this song. Shit, like the world works really? like that. Even though he beat her up, this is still this song really? is that you shit. Know, this, like the this, world, uh, they'll forget real you quick. You got it, girl. Like shit, like you got it, girl. Like man, I'm t- like but, it, we see so much the same shit that we said with Kevin Hart. The same shit we were saying. Like yeah, they hated you in the moment. If you come back and you 
still being consistently good at what you've been doing, they're going to take you back. Like, Don't wait until that, that artist to be gone yeah. to be like, damn, man, we should appreciate him more, or, you know, or her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't wait to that moment because it's look, like. Look at the shit with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, like, went down, ironically, went down for the shit with being a pedophile. But whenever Michael Jackson died, he was still iconic Michael Jackson. The world still, like, it's like they forgot about all of that shit. And y'all crucified him for all of those things. You know what I'm saying? when he died, it's like, oh. Sales went through the roof. Y'all loved Michael so much. And it was like, oh, he had such a hard time. We don't believe these people, this, this, and that. And it's like, damn, you really look at shit and be like, that's the world we live in. And it's fucked up. Yep. they're, They're quick with it just to bring somebody down. And it's like, people can't see somebody winning because they just want to find a way. Like they just want to find they a way. Find a Fake news. To hate you. Like yeah. when I think Drake had like the realest bar when he, these days if they don't got a reason, they'll make one. They exactly. was they'll, they'll create a reason to hate you. Anything. Like it Man, Drake got a bar for everything. It, no, he really and that's that's what makes Drake like one of the biggest artists out right now is the shit we was talking about earlier is relatability. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the same way you could tell me that you heard one of my tracks and was like it remind me of this. It's like with Drake, he was the first artist to come out and be like no, I'm, I'm really loving, investing, and I'm going to be a simp for women. And that's who I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be sitting up here acting like it's cool to bash. And do, it's like, no, I really be in love he, with He did start like, the whole simping, huh? He, and he did it very well. And it's like whenever you do it that skilled and the music is hitting like that and it's not no corny shit for real, like, you going to win. Everybody's Drake, like. Ah, uh, I found what happened. Drake started simping, so all these motherfuckers got heartbroken. So yeah. they started listening to Juice World in them. It was <laughs> the sad boy era. Yeah, the sad boy era took over. Drake was dropping so Drake his is shit. the one that started all this yeah, fuckery. When Drake dro- was dropping his shit, we were like, we were the tough ones. Like, damn, I felt that. Damn, we decoded. Yeah. We still tough. We just decoded some shit right now. But <laughs> like, now it's like, like they listen to some Juice World. They're like, where's the knife? Juice like World didn't even like, try to do it in a cool way. He was really like, no, I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. Yeah. Like, but it was the, the SoundCloud generation. But I don't even give it all the juice. I give it to whenever Uzi took off. Because it's like, if y'all really sit back and look at it, like Uzi is all these guys' father. Like Uzi was the first one to come but with that's, the, the rock star, dread, colorful exactly. dreads, piercing Your little jotties like, too. Like, he, weird. He, like these, Uzi he, was the first one to pop with that wild shit. Like Uzi took it the farthest, and then they all came right behind him. Same shit that we said with Chief Keef whenever... The rest of the drill sound and that gangster shit went crazy. Chief Keef was the one that popped that off. Like, they started did you guys ever watch that interview with uh, Chop, uh, Chop from uh, the guy that was producing for Chief Keef? Chief Keef. Yeah. They asked him uh, what he thought about the drill movement. He said, this was years ago. I don't know why people haven't replayed this, but he said, Lil Durk is going to be way bigger than Chief Keef. This was like... Set six seven years ago, he said that about Reese too. Though he did earlier, he said that shit too. Like, mm. he, but he Reese w- was Reese bigger than Chief Keef? I didn't see Reese being one of those ones. He like, called it on Dirk though. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Dirk, the I was thinking on. about it. Like, Chop said this shit set like seven years ago. Right. And you yeah. know, it sounded crazy then because like Dirk, he really just had that one hit, and it didn't look like it was really going to just skyrocket. And then whenever Dirk just kept being consistent, the same shit we've been saying this whole yeah. time, just not giving up. Dirk never let up. Like, he right. kept putting out exactly. shit. People and then he had that moment with Drake, too. That, that Drake boom. shit hit. Well, that, that, was, that, that was recent, though. The Drake thing, like, Dirk, uh, the first one I heard, the, this ain't what you want. But, yeah, then, but, yeah, but that's when I tapped in, bro. But like, yeah, that's, that was his, that's what I'm that saying. That was years ago. But the so shit that put him into the superstar stress like, was the yeah. shit with Drake. That was the well, first play that kind of, like, put him up there. I think the first place was the whole date when he was dating. Was he dating Dave's Love? It was a, some publicity shit, but Dave's oh, okay. Loaf wasn't even all the way there yet. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is about the Drake stimulus package <laughs> being like, it'll get you out of here. And you got to take, you got to capitalize because, like, if you look at certain artists, like your Block Boy JB, like, oh, he still gotta, push shit, but he, it was like a. You got to have the mob ties. Yes. You got to, you got to, like, put shit you gotta keep out constant. Hits out. Yeah. yeah the, um, the hits got to keep the coming. The Tuesday guy, I mean. 
McConan, you had that one. It That's worked for it. the Migos because the Migos kept putting hits out after they, the Drake and song. And Lil Baby. Like, like, Lil Baby for sure. Like That song with Lil Baby, like, I'm like, wh- which verse is harder? Because like Drake's verse is hard as fuck. But Lil Baby, like, damn. Slow. Yeah. That's like, what you got to look at. It's, it's a slow. few people who I think yeah. have done that. It's like once they once you stand next to them, it's like a surefire thing. Gucci Mane was one of those guys for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. as far as Atlanta culture went, Anybody who was popping had a mixtape with Gucci. Like, Gucci was having a run, dropping, like, 100 mixtapes a year. It wasn't crazy for him to link with an underground artist and put out a whole tape. Like, yeah. if you was just outside working, mm-hmm. he going to embrace you. Like That boy was tweaking, too, so he was... He was, for sure. Like, <laughs> I, that's the shit that... Whenever Chris Brown dropped that album and it had, like, 32 songs on it, I was like, I don't know. I know cocaine when I see it. That, <laughs> no, I've, I've made crazy. albums. Like, that's crazy. That is, yeah. That, to me... Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Mac Miller, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, you need to charge that, bro. Is it charging it? Okay, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, the hip hop culture and everything, bro. It's like it's crazy. Like it's crazy. If Can you uh, hit us with a little acapella? Damn. Okay. Preferably like some to switch it up. Like if you got like some like more like tone like singing or you know what i'm saying oh you want me to sing some shit some, oh, some, something shit. different because we got we got oh. freestyles like darwin said we're tired of these rap niggas damn <laughs> i'm trying to think of like okay sing something man good good call because i forgot about it. i was like we're gonna do something different but exactly. i'm so into this conversation that huh um shit two shots in with all my bad decisions i can't win it's always something different is there someone you forgot to mention? You not hers, but you gon' tell it different. You've got plenty girls, so many girls, you love them all. Wanna get a world, you the king of secrets, you don't kiss and tell who jealous. Damn. I knew from the first time you're too zealous. Hey. Oh. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Damn. Won't waste time on all our history. We too bad at being enemies. I know better, you're no good for me. But what you do, it be so heavenly. Devil lie, you always tell me you love me a lie. I'ma forget when you grip on my thighs. I'm not these bitches, I be way too fly. I cannot chase you, I be way too high. You see me grinding it just to get by. Ow. Knew what it was when you dealing with I. I was looking for real and you wasn't that guy. When I'm lonely, you know that I'm lonely, you yeah. know that I'm lonely. Damn, that half was court ex- exclusive, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, right there. <laughs> I hope it wasn't no me. I was, I no, was on, not on point, oh, so yeah. There it is. My bad. We're still trying. <laughs> that's the wrong one again. Goddamn it! But yeah. uh, that was, yeah, that was impressive. Like it hit different in the in the headphones. Thank you know what I'm saying? And, I was uh, OD nervous. It, I hope it's here. I can't man, wait to see it back. Man, like it had a little bit of everything, like smooth and then like. That's that oh, exclusive. That's that exclusive yeah, stuff man. right there, man. So what is what what we expect next? You say you got a couple of albums. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you had to go back five years and tell yourself something, yeah. what would it be? Don't give up. Cause it was a time like whenever I was in college and trying to figure it out. Like, and I guess it's the it's a God thing. It wasn't no coincidence me sitting here with y'all today and having a conversation about being consistent and keeping going, like regardless of what the fuck is going on, like if I would have told myself that five years ago, I think I would have been in like a, a way farther ahead because it was like I was really in a space where I was discouraged, like coming out of college, working a nine to five and being like, you know, as I guess like whenever you get grown for real, like life starts to set in. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this is where most people just set in and like, you know, I'm just going to grind it out till it's time to retire and just see what it becomes. I never wanted that life for myself, but I put music on the back burner trying to live this realistic 
lifestyle according yeah. to what society tells you you're supposed to do. You go to college, you get a good job, you stay there until you retire, and you buy a home and try to, you know, build a family. That's what you do, but... That's what that they. And see, I, I feel like you can still sort of kind of do that, but you should always still like keep your dreams. You know, like for sure. Like so. if that's not if like some people they go to school and a certain shit that yeah you kind of have to lock in for. If you want to be an attorney, you want to be a doctor. Exactly. Like you kind of you settle in. That's yeah. what you went to school for. But it's like if you know that that's not your path in life. Like I'm not a person who pushes college on anybody because it's like looking back, I'm like damn. If I knew now what I knew, if I knew then what I knew now, I never would even went. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even knew, bother. I wouldn't even bother. I knew to be that honest. my calling was music. Like since I was a very young child, so it's like I got myself in debt, got fucked up financially, and, and that's like, what they want. That's what they want. That's, and that's exactly. Man, what I got want. blessed. I watched this documentary. Uh, pay attention, babies, because this was a, a <laughs> crucial one. It's called uh, the college, the college conspiracy. Yeah. So basically, it tells you like how. People just go in debt, and it's like a bunch of stories of people that have gone in debt. Yeah. So I saw that like my junior year in high school. So I was like, Nah, fuck that. No, <laughs> like it, it, it's I'm like go, I'm going to barber college. Fuck it's like, that. They say like, Why don't teach you like teach you credit credit scores and all that jazz? But it's because they don't want you to know. And, they and then another thing is like learning uh for example like carpentry or like plumbing uh i feel like those jobs are like for way for, more valuable for broke motherfuckers like us <laughs> like you don't we don't have tuition money you know so like one of those you can it's doable and you can make you can, money you can come up with 10 racks to go pay for welding school or barber school or whatever you mm-hmm. know but an electrician or some shit like and it's it's long money in that but like they don't pitch that to you in life it's like it's so much value in having a trade like you go to OCCC you can go to like fucking Votech and get in one of those little six to eight week classes and you'd be amazed with how much money you can make with just you know very little effort you didn't have to spend half the money that these kids spent going to college for four mm-hmm. years like you literally just went to trade school and picked it's that crazy. shit up got your certificate Man. now you out here your own contractor you getting all the money you don't have yep. to split that shit with nobody you got your truck and all your tools get out here and do your yeah. shit like oh that's why they mad huh yeah, like, <laughs> like it's crazy like imagine like graduating from high school you get out you automatically like oh, i need a car reliable car because now i'm gonna go to college so yeah. now you get in debt with the car you go to college you get in debt for that and then down the road as you graduate from college you have this debt that you have to pay off, and then on top of that, now you got to get a house. Yeah. So now Ameri- you get, it's, like it's, it's constant. It's the American dream, which I understand. Don't let life but happen in the process. Throw some kids in the mix. In the or kids, any type of shit. yeah. Like, I mean, anything can happen between college and graduation. It's like just life in general. It's like it a rat race and shit. shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Shit. That's why, yeah, following your dreams is definitely like fuck. It's more uh, joyful. Like that's shit. what I'm saying. Like if I were to die today, not gonna win that. Like, like if I'm gonna be tired, like, I'd rather be tired from like doing some shit you love. If yeah, yeah like yeah, I respect. It's, it's it goes back to the same shit that we said whenever you was talking about the stuff with traveling. It's like I would rather go through the struggle and mm-hmm. all of this shit and, and be happy and doing what I love and have these experiences like and be able to learn so much and develop within it because it's like. I don't know. I don't know what path this shit gonna take me on, but it's like I said, it, it's all a God thing, and I believe in walking in what I'm called to do. I don't always understand every single step, but I'm always obedient. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very spiritual. Like whatever God asked me to do, I'm obedient, even when mm-hmm. I don't get it, even when I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I do what I'm told because I feel like that's going to lead me to something greater every time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like hell yeah, take all them trips and travel. Like even if you broke, like it's so much of the world out here that people don't never even get to see. And some of them I would can rather be have like, seen it with no money. I opening it at all. Like like yeah. So yeah, that's people important. People get cancer and die every day and don't get. We to can die tomorrow. Shit. Like, like yeah, it's you know like. like Live life. Like, I'll be, like, I'll be like, damn, at least I did what I wanted to. I didn't follow a system. Like, I'll, yeah. shit, I'll be happy, like, because I tried, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did something, you know, 
So, so you would say never quit your dreams. That's your advice. Going that back five like, years. Going back five years, like even further, I guess at any point in my life, that would have been my thing. You know what I'm saying? Just stay consistent. Like don't give up. Don't lose faith in the shit that you're doing. Even whenever it feels like nobody's paying attention or nobody going to see this shit. Like it's, it's truly your calling and you love what you do. And that's what God put you on this earth to do. Like stay true to that shit. Like don't get caught up in what society say you're supposed to do. Like get a nine to five and settle in mm-hmm. and work as hard as you can and see what you can make from that. If you know that that's not for you, don't follow that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of where that leads you or how much struggle you got to go through, if you know that that's not for mm-hmm. you, fuck what society say. Do what yeah. you got to do for Amen. you. Amen. Amen to that. So you seem like a pretty, like pretty intuition, spiritual person. How were you able to tap into that? Um, I think all, like a lot of fucked up shit happened in my life. And I think with my spiritual walk, I wasn't a person who like learned everything about God through like church. Mine is more of a spiritual over religious. It's like I had to live and experience some shit. And then like, once you've broken all the way down and there's nothing that you can call on other than God, like, you learn a new understanding for there's something bigger than me going on here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's something's keeping me. Something's guiding me for some reason. And it's like, once you tap into that, like, whenever you was talking about reading the, um, the 12 Laws of Spiritual Success. Of, uh, 12 Laws of Life. I'm reading the 7 Laws of Spiritual Success. And, like, I read a lot of books like that, too. And it's like, you really get the understanding that there's so much more bigger going mm-hmm. on. Like Complexity. Like, yeah. Some people don't even like go that deep in life. You yeah, that's why I, that's like, why I'm asking you because there's a lot of people that don't even get to a point to reach that. Uh, oh, I'm gonna follow my intuition. Like yeah. some people don't, they don't know what the fuck their intuition is. You know, like, like they and the people lead like like life lost for a long well, time. I, like, I, my best advice is just try shit because in that process of you trying different shit, you might fall in love with something that you're like, damn, I didn't know I would like this. That's I think what with I, purpose. It's like whatever yo. It's like whatever your innate ability is to do something like that people bypass every day. It might be somebody who like, yeah, maybe you didn't make the best grades in school, but you got an amazing gift for numbers and math. And it's like you weren't always like a a fucking um, honor roll student, but it's like something in this lane that you do effortlessly, like and you do it better than everybody else. It's something in that that you're calling. You just got to, like you said, try different shit to find out how you apply that in mm-hmm. your life and where that shit takes you like. You know, maybe I can draw extremely well, but I wasn't that great in school. You could find a lane in architect. Like, you never even thought about no shit like that. And now you're a multimillionaire because you draw buildings extremely well. Mm-hmm. And you never thought about that right. shit. Like, that's your gift. So you with, with you, was music off top, like, um, something that was your gift and you capitalized on it? Or was it something you liked and then developed? No, I'm, I'm not one of those artists to where it's like, uh, I picked it up, fumbled my way into it. It's like from very young, like long before I actually started creating music, I knew that my love for music was different. I think the minute that I fell in love was uh, the first time that I saw Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman video. And it was like in the beginning, her and Aretha Franklin are doing like these crazy harmonies and I had never heard anything like that in my life. And this was like the time whenever those, uh, the little the little jukebox you carry with the microphone mm, on it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like my mom had bought me one. And I would like be pressing record on the tape and sing those harmonies at the beginning, like all the time. And my mom was like, Oh, you decent girl. You better keep like so it was just little shit like that. And like my granny, when my mom went to jail, my granny would just try to put me in church choirs, but I was a problem child. I couldn't mm-hmm. be caught up in church because like I was gonna get kicked out all the time. Like <laughs> yeah. that shit was just not for me. Like so but she kept like embracing my gift and trying to just push me to develop that shit. Like Nah, you could really sing, like, keep at and that. Your, like, you, you said your saying? mom? My mom went to jail when I was a kid. I was raised by my grandma. Okay. So, yeah, like, my granny was just always on some keep the singing. The power girl, of that right it, there, right? like, her telling you, like, you're decent, to, you're good, you yeah. know, that's that, that that's awesome. 
I she feel like, like parents need to do that more because, like, uh, I read it's called the Four Agreements. If and, you're good at it, right? Because sometimes you feel like no, I feel like like you should still like um, even if like your kid is playing the instrument and he's whack at it, it'll be like, well, let's take you to get some classes or something. You and know, see, maybe you can don't just be like, like, shut the fuck up, you're whack. You know, yeah, like, yeah. If they actually like interested in it, like if your kid takes like a natural gravitation to that yeah. shit, yeah, I think you should help them groom that talent and like blossom it, like. Outside of the film shit that I want to do, deep down inside, like once life presents me the opportunity to do that, I really want to open up a school of the arts in like areas mm. like this where these kids don't have access to shit. Like we're gonna have to collab, Ko. Hey, let's do like real <laughs> shit because it's like it's so many like and we minorities too. It's so many people in our community who are extremely talented but don't have access to resources for that shit. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like you might know kids who are like amazing gymnasts. You might have a little cousin and be like, damn, check she this, could really be a world class Olympian. I have an idea. So uh, if there's uh, people out there that have that have the bag that want to fund it. Hell yeah. Like a boys and girls club, but for that type of shit. For technology shit. So like it'll be a like a big warehouse where you walk in. It's like the boys and girls club, but the you have like a warehouse. place where like they can it's create their podcast. They can develop all of that shit. Yeah. I'm but I'm for shit like that cuz it's like you never know who the fuck these kids could be if they really had access to to have, not to sound like fucked up or racial, but it's like if they had the same access to that kid to the shit that those white kids have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the same shit that we tell in the story about graduating high school and going to college. We already thinking about getting into debt. There's white kids who graduate high school every day and debt ain't even crossed their mind. You've been mm-hmm. driving a BMW since you was 16. That's yep. not your life. It's like there's a trust yep. fund for you to go to college. You're not even tripping about going to college. Even if you fuck up, the bill is paid. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that's not realistic in our communities. So it's like. No, nah, they need access to scholarships and schools that can get them, like, to Olympic status if you're a great gymnast, if you're an actress or an actor. Like, yeah. let's develop those skills. Like, you know what I'm saying? Trade shit. Like you said, if you want to be a barber, maybe you can't afford to go to the school. We could bring you in on some shit like that. Like, music, production, instruments, mm-hmm. like, all type of shit that these kids can do. Like, like you said, there's so much talent out there. There's just not uh, a lot of resources. resources so it's all. like, if we, yeah, if we can find a way to do that. That's one of my goals, you know, within the next... Ten years, if yeah. it takes me ten years, you know, to have a something like that in the community. Yeah, like so. Av, if you had a son and it was like, you know, my son is like really into space and moon rocks and all this shit. He want to go to NASA camp. NASA camp five thousand dollars, and you sitting here like, shit, we gotta pay a mortgage and car payments. That's a figment of his imagination. It sounds great, and we want to try to figure it out, but it's like, shit, we got bills. You need programs in place for kids like that, like. If that's something that they great at, that mm-hmm. they knowledgeable about, gotta embrace it. Amazing fucking astronauts. They just don't have their access to the resources. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, hopefully we can make this happen. You know, hell yeah. Keep keep grinding. Get the bag and shit. We're gonna make something happen. You know, hell yeah. Um, so before we close this out, we've been here for an hour and forty four minutes. It's been one hell of a interview. What are some of the next projects? You talked about the album, but what what are some of the projects and where can people find you? Um, by the time this comes out, I'll probably already have made the announcement, so I'll, it'll be a half-court podcast exclusive. Uh, my wow. next project, um, International Not Local, is going to drop uh, 420. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that's themed around different genres of music, some uh, some reggae shit, you know what mm. I'm saying? Some stuff with Spanish guitars. Uh, so don't y'all smoke music. no bullshit to it. Go, <laughs> go, go buy some good weed to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Get high. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm also having a... Uh, a weed-infused lunch that we're going to have, or dinner, I'm sorry, a 420 dinner. It's called The Weed and Wine Down, and I want to do, like, a live performance, a live set from the album, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of mm-hmm. get people high and introduce you to different walks of life, different sounds that yeah. you might not have heard on the regular. Yeah. You might hear it when you high and be like, hey, that's kind of cool. I like that shit. So I wanted to try some shit like that with the music that I was experimental with. It's like I wanted it to be on brand. Like, I like I like food, I like weed, and I like good music. So 
Put all Combine that shit all together. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what's up. We're going to have to tap in. We have a new uh, segment called Hitting the Streets with Half Court. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. Y'all more than welcome, man. We go right. out and just, yeah, just get the people that, that are doing stuff, you know. So where can they find you on all your social media platforms? I'm on everything as she is KO. Um, no dots, no spaces, no crazy spellings. Just everything as she is KO. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on. I'm on everything, man. Any, anywhere that you could tap in. My artist name is KO, and it's hard to find my music sometimes because it's a thousand KOs. So if you go to my IG, it's a link that'll take you right to my artist Apple page, my artist Spotify page, whatever you stream on. It's a way to find it. I try to do my um, my project titles, name them uniquely so you can find them easy. Mm-hmm. Like. You're not going to have a thousand projects titled Illest Bitch Alive or Gentlemen Prefer Blondes or In the Meantime. Like, you're going to be able to find the ones that know it's me. The girl with the blonde hair, bald head, you're going to know every time. So, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Anything else, brother? Man, I think it was a good one. It yeah, thank you very nice. much. Yeah, yeah thank you guys very much for stopping by, for reaching out. You know what I'm saying? And- yeah, in the meantime. In the meantime, yep. available on all streaming platforms. Shout out to yep. my manager, X, for doing his job at all times. If you have um, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever you stream mm-hmm. on, go tap in. In the meantime, out now. Um, I got a few videos coming. Like I said, I'm on everything as she is KO. But yeah, go tap into the music. So before we close this out, and I forgot, um, how did you guys link up? Like, And how like long did it take for you to be like, I need a manager? Um, Shit. That's a great question. Because that's a good, yeah. And uh, shout out to him because the scheduling, it'd be like, bro, I feel like an asshole. I'd be like, <laughs> bro, it's not bro. like that we want to reschedule, but it's like we got yeah. a lot of shit going on. And it's like, Time yeah, we definitely want to have you guys. Like, in, I but. drive a bucket, bro. If I crash this motherfucker, I ain't going to make it a <laughs> work. <laughs> no, actually, um, shout out to my manager, Xavier Martin. Um, X actually reached out to me. I had been out here grinding for like, you know, probably had been going on like three years and some change. Like, and I was doing everything by myself and on my own. And like, he was one of the first guys who like legitimately reached out and wanted to sit down and have like a realistic conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like I see you and I believe in what you're doing and I want to help you get to where you're going. And it wasn't just on some money grab type shit. Like he really sat with my catalog. That's like what Mm. sold me on him is that like, he really was invested into my music. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm. he listened to all of my albums and like could hear the progression and he could quote lyrics and things that he heard. It was like, no, this would make me compare you to this artist. Or you remind me of Lauryn Hill here or just like great artists who I was influenced by. He could see my vision. Like before we even got in in depth in our relationship, he could see where I was trying to take it. You know what I'm saying? So he saw the vision. Like, and I think that that plays the biggest part in it. Like you, you see it without me having to even explain it to you. And you you didn't know him. I did not know him from a can of paint. Man, it's wild how that happens. like. You like I'm that? Shit like happens for a with, reason. Like, with Darwin, I hadn't talked to this fool in years, like three, four years. You would barely be tapped in and shit. Yeah, and then I know where we. He hit me up. He was like, "Bro, I got all this equipment, this and that." And then yeah. we ended up making shit happen. Like, but out of all my homies that I grew up with, it's like none of these motherfuckers got with the shit. So it's like <laughs> a random ass dude from Puerto Rico came in. Yeah, you know yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> but it's like I said, no coincidence. It's, it's crazy. a God thing. It's yeah. like look at this setup. That like. I've been, like, as far as promotion goes and, like, trying to go out here and network, I've done, like, so many podcasts and interviews over the last, like, year and a half. Like, quality-wise, you guys have an amazing setup here just coming in. the way that, Like, visually, even the way that you mm-hmm. see it online, it's, like, it's very professional. So for even for, like, some people trying to find their way with the shit, it's great quality. And it's the same shit y'all was telling me, like, the quality shit going to stand out every time. Like, if I saw y'all shit and didn't, wasn't even familiar with the podcast, I would want to stop and see it off of the strength of the way that y'all have it set up. It looks interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, thank you. So, yeah, I think that shit is fire, but, no, I mean, but, yeah, with, with X, he, like I said, he saw the vision, you know what I'm saying? We linked up, we had a conversation. Um, he was just real in tune with everything that I was trying to do. He had a lot of respect for what I had already done, you know what I'm saying? And he's, he's just a great manager. He does a great job. Anywhere we go, 
I'm like a sales point for him. Even if I'm not in the room, he's going to talk me up. He's going to find a way to introduce me into the conversation and make people put respect on my name. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm one of those artists to where it's like, I don't want to force it on you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I need a buffer like him sometimes to where it's like, maybe my pride won't let me tell you that I rap and I do this, this, and that, and I think that it's amazing. Like, I need a guy like him to say, hey, this yeah. is cool. You should pay attention to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. Because as an artist, I think it, it's... Uh... Now your job to like your job is to perform and do what you do, you know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, even even the part is finding a manager. I didn't realize how much shit I was doing on my own until he showed up to take some of that like off of the plate. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, damn, I was really doing a whole lot of shit by myself. But it's like once you get to a point of consistently doing it, and it's at at this level, even if people look at it and it's small, like I see it as sometimes I get caught up in like being stuck at the local level, but even at this level, it's still a big deal to me. Cause I've, like I said, I'm amazed at what I've done with so little. And you gotta like, like, um, look at the quality that she's putting out. Like, yes, you might have, uh, just a couple thousand views, but the quality of the audio, the quality of the videos is like that. Nobody can take that away from you. The the amount of time you got to put into Mm -hmm. it. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, so... I mean, just, so so linking with him and for him to, like, see it and understand what I was trying to do, it was just a no-brainer. Like I said, I, I go with... Y'all know, like I said before, I'm spiritual. Like, however God moved my heart, like, whether it go good, bad, and different, whatever it be at the end of the day with me and X, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be moving with him right now. That's what it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And we locked in, and we go through the motions with this shit, but we on the same page, and our goal is the same at the end of the day. And he's great at his job, so I'm I'm always happy to have him. So shout outs to my man. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those where it's like if you guys have the patience to drive and y'all keep pushing. I mean, yeah. when the boom happens, shit, y'all gonna be yeah, flying. He'll, he'll you know, like, like y'all gonna be <laughs> y'all gonna get this bad because it's what we were talking about, like an artist. When the artist then, hits, oh. like everybody eats. And the crazy thing with you is that, artists, you know? that you are like, um, not to throw shade on rappers and shit, but you're more than a rapper. Like, thank you. Like, I would pay you to come perform at my party. You know what I'm saying? Like, your talent, like, you could have a band and you're playing with the band. So it's like, that's versatility. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I go for, too. Like, I always tell myself, I don't get caught up in the local shit, hence the, the international, not local, because it's like, I don't compete with the people, the girl across the street or the guy up the block. It's like I'm competing with Drake and Beyonce and the people who is like I'm looking at this up there. It's like I got to compete with that. I don't think that you're thinking high enough if you're only thinking with the shit that you can reach out and touch. It's like right. same shit I told you. It's like if MTV tap in and see you, it's because your quality level was that to go with MTV. Mm-hmm. It's not because you're just some bullshit podcaster and you don't know how to have a conversation with people. It's mm-hmm. like you're great at your job. Whenever they see the level of quality, you'll fit in that environment. They won't even have to work for it. you just right. going to... Y'all are great conversationalists. Y'all could go on the other side. And everything, mm-hmm. like, even in the music shit, like we said, it's so oversaturated. Everything can't compete at that level. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think it makes a difference in your skill level. So, shit. It's like, yeah, and it goes back to that. Like, there's a lot of artists. There's probably a lot of podcasters and stuff. It's more of, like, quality, consistency, yeah. and how bad do you want it? Because at the end of the day, it's like this. these artists might start, but when they see, like, damn, all the stuff that they have to put, the energy, money, all that shit, they're going to be like, Mm, I don't know about and that's, that. See, and that's where they want to find a manager because you want the right to be lazy. You right. Know what I'm saying it's like if this motherfucker gonna do all the work and this all I gotta do, that's the easy route to do it. But it's like if both of y'all are consistently working as hard in two different lanes and y'all pushing the same thing, it's y'all gonna get even farther. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the shit that works with X. Like I said, even if I'm not around, he's pushing the brand. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's gonna embrace that shit and rep it like it's his. And it's like that's what I need. The strength in the numbers of people who believe in what I'm doing is even when I'm not around, is that your your mindset is the same as mine. We trying to get to the same place. You know what I'm saying? So mm. 
I feel like our efforts is going to be rewarded at the end of the day for that. So, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Shout ladies. out to the managers. Cause Shout they, out to yeah. the managers, man. Yeah. Basically, like, I didn't even know they whole road so I got here. So, yeah. Dougie, uh, one of the homies, he, he explained it. He said, he's no Hezo's manager. Yeah. And he said, he said uh, I wasn't going to make no money until this motherfucker makes some money. So, he's like, right now, that's my job to, yep. to try to get him paid. He's like, yeah. I don't even care if I get paid, you know? Cause, In order so for I'm me like, to make money, I need to make, my artist needs to make money. Yeah, yeah. so he, I'm like, we need more Duggies in the world. It's you know? a lot of sweat equity. Like, X show up and everything that I cannot do, like, as a physical being. The shit that we sitting here doing now, yeah, I'm going to sit here and do the interview. I can't get the background shit. You know, I can't play every single facet of the roles that I need for the, the shit that I need. But X going to put them shoes on. Oh, shit. You need somebody to run to the store. I got whatever you need. Like, in the, yeah, whatever is going to keep the flow. ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't complaining, like, trying to be no ego, no egotistical maniac, trying to think that he's that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I oh, did this for oh, you. And that's, shit. My artist. Job. that's my like, artist right he's there. He's not that kind of guy. <laughs> it's some shit that... I be thinking sometimes he gonna show up and be the face, but it's like he make me be the face of it every time. It's like if we show up, it might be people I don't know that I don't necessarily want to talk to, but he puts me in the environment I need to be in. Whatever that's gonna be, good, bad, and different, I'm where I'm supposed to be at. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm taking care of business. So, oh yeah, man, yeah. I'm with the movement. I can't Team, wait to see teamwork the, makes the dream work. Exactly, that's a fact. exactly. So yeah, man, I appreciate you guys for stopping by. You know, giving us one hell of an interview. Uh, we're gonna stay tapped in. You know, have you guys back, um, ladies and gentlemen. We have Ko. Savior in the background. Where can they find? Uh, is that Xavier right? Martin four hundred five? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, where can they find you on social media? All right. If you want to reach out, booking, all that good jazz, and the album is out. In the meantime, yeah, right? I got it right. You got all right. It right. Bad, bad, bad. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna wrap this up. Catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank y'all. Peace.